again back again <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna be fiddling with my setup this entire yes time. that is a that's a new fancy setup you got there jesse <laughs> so uh we went from just recording okay so i i was smart enough a while ago to buy like a proper beginner podcasting like mic. the usb like yeah, eighty-five dollars sort of guy. Yeti, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Yeti Blue. Not not a now, terrible mic. I think it was like one hundred and twenty. It was yeah. by and large my coworkers never really say anything. I think I sounded better. I hope I sounded better. But honestly, like you know, whatever. Um, and then I only did like two guest, two or three guest appearances on podcasts, and kind of ignored it. And then we started this, and then we went from the I'm using that mic, but was just doing we were just doing Zoom audio, right. To which getting some, I'll say we're out of the woods now. Like we are, we are truly. There are no more (laughs) Zoom episodes. No more. We are. We are big time. Fine. We are Uh, big time now. Look, man, we're on a music podcast, and we talk about a lot of about indie rock and stuff. Like if. If Guided by Voices can release B thousand, and people are convinced that that's a good record, (laughs) uh, like. I can I can record on Apple uh, earbuds in my bathroom, uh, right, like least, Shaquille you know. O'Neal. Sorry, yeah, like Doctor Shaquille O'Neal. Is the he man has now? a yeah he has a doctorate. Is 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 it like an honorary? No, he he no 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 he like right? he did his thesis. That's yeah, right. it was like it was in like I love Shaq. I think something like using humor in an educational or leadership environment or something like that. It was like a very Shaq thing. Yeah, I, but so, he like earned it. He wrote a thesis and earned a PhD. He yeah, wrote it. Like he defended the, it. Uh, Bill Cosby, e. where he uh, before he uh, pre pre getting caught, uh, Bill Cosby used to always like drop that he had a doctorate, and it was like, bro, that's an honorary. Like, yeah, it's an honorary doctorate. <laughs> like, it's because you did good, uh, accompl- you you are an accomplished yes. comedian, um, but yeah, I don't know. They might have stripped him of that. Um, yeah, I would think so. Who was it? Was it Yale? Was it somebody like prestigious like that that gave it? Or was it like... Um, no, I thought it was... Uh, you know, I don't remember. This I, was, I was trying to think of like a really crappy school and I blanked. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't a crappy school, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it was something something prestigious. My, I had a friend that went to the school that he got the honorary doctorate from, which is bad that I can't remember it. But um, anyways, a long roundabout way to say... So then Nat and I, uh, after my dearest friend Liam, who... Uh, was like, bro, said, you, you sound <laughs> said uh, the hard truth. It was like, bro, I can tell like what part of the room you're in. I can triangulate you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't. But can you understand me? And they were like, yeah, that, I can understand you. But uh, you know, that sounds way better. And I was like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Uh, so then we we switched to GarageBand. Uh, same setup, but we both recorded on our end and did. The well, I'm recording thing. in Logic. 
I'm recording oh, in the I'm logic. Yeah, I just want you, to point that are, out. I, you're, you're an actual I've, musician. I've recorded. So. I, I didn't pay for logic. I had a roommate who That's had paid sad. for logic and he authorized his, he gave me one of his authorizations in perpetuity. Um, and then my wife was listening to our last Zoom audio release, which was the pop music episode for me right now on Monday, two days ago. Yeah, it was released January 10th, is now the 12th. She was listening to it on her iPhone, and she was like, oh, you, you sound terrible. I want you to sound as good as that. And I was like, well, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> and then the next day she goes, I got you a present. And she famously cannot keep a secret, like, or gifts. Like, if she buys me a gift, she gives it to me immediately. And she's also really annoyed that I don't care. Like, if she puts presents under the tree, I'm not the guy to go and shake them or whatever. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm an adult. Like, the present under a tree. Like, what right. could it be? It's clothes. Right. Like, that's all it's going to be. And so, and it drives her insane. It drives her absolutely insane. Like, we actually got in a fight this Christmas because she, every day she would throw these little tantrums about, like, I want to give you a present. Like, just one. Just one <laughs> present. And I was like, no. I want to wait. I want to, I want to have a Christmas morning here where I open everything at once. No, well, I just want to give you one. Uh, so she did the thing again where she, oh, I got you a present. Oh, okay. And then like 30 minutes later, she's like, so when are you recording next with Nat? And I was like, did you buy me a bunch of podcasting equipment? And she's like, yes. <laughs> it's coming tomorrow. So, I was like, oh, so, okay. so on the other half of this, <laughs> she texted me yesterday and said, Jesse sounds like crap. We got to buy him something better. I don't think I sounded like And then she said, that sounded mean. I didn't mean for it to come that harsh. And I said, it's mean, (laughs) but fair. I thought I sounded B minus and you sound A plus. You sounded as good as you could sound record. And I will say that the Zoom audio isn't helping anybody out. And so... uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to be Frasier here. Like, I don't mean to... Like... um, I think you mean Frager. <laughs> the oh, but then to go back to the Shaq reference, so I've gotten really into <laughs> basketball. Uh, at the start of the pandemic, my friend Eric uh, was just like, "Hey, like, you really got to get into basketball." And he's one of those people where, when he's into something, it's his new goal in life to convince all of his friends to Every, get into it. Sure, sure. And that man breeds sports in a way. I've never seen any like the guy who he, he's not like the stereotypical bro guy who gets really into sports, but just to scream and yell. He's like you you could name like a like a lacrosse team uh, from, you know, a random European country. And he's going to be like, oh, I know so and so on that team. And uh, they scored X, Y and Z. And I'm just like, how do you how are you like this? So he got really, really into basketball. uh I mean, he's always like basketball, but he got like really into it at the start of the pandemic and was like, uh, kind of really pushed it on me. I was like, fine. So I bought a YouTube TV subscription. I hadn't had cable because uh, I'm a millennial uh, and I don't really watch sports. So I got a YouTube TV subscription to watch basketball and I got really into basketball in the past year and a half. And so now I've started listening to basketball podcasts and I listen to Shaq's podcast. 
and Shaq's two co-hosts are so clearly like people with professional at-home setups or people that go into a studio. <laughs> sure, Shaq sure. is a thousand percent just calling in from a MacBook with earbuds in and just he sounds <laughs> it's like unlistenable. <laughs> And I still like try so hard to listen to it because I love Shaq and I do like their commentary and they're really I, fun and entertaining. Yeah, but man, like anytime he talks with that, he got the the deepest voice in the world, and it it just sounds like he's in the uh. bathtub. <laughs> it just sounds like he's in a bathtub, and it's, yeah. And so I was listening to it in the car yeah. with my wife, and she was just like, "He's worth like half a billion dollars. Like, why can't Absolutely. he afford?" Like he could get his own podcasting bathroom if he wanted, you know. Yeah, put a toilet, put a toilet there, put a toilet in the bath in this bubble bath in there, just record. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I I don't have the energy to care about multiple sports. Mm -hmm. I don't have the energy to care about multiple sports. I care about. Oh my gosh, so much! I like I care about wrestling, but only like. The stuff I watch and then like I'm still aware of like major events and other promotions, whatever, but it's like man, like so, I just think about like my my grandpa who's a big sports guy and like he uh, will rattle off like the name and birthday of like every player of every team of every I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> Where do you have well, the time and, to do all this? And a big part I, is when you're young, your brain is more um Oh, for sure malleable into remembering things and so I honestly don't know how often I sat down and watched a typical hockey game on TV is probably two and a half hours to almost right. three hours which is As one of the few sports kid, that I'll, often, I'll watch if I'm like on yeah like as a kid how often did I a Red Wings fan in Detroit hockey town Red Wings in the 90s were uh, right. Oh, absolutely. You know, they were huge. White um, hot. And huge. They won three Stanley Cups in a row. Uh, they had, you know, the Russian five. They had Steve Eisenman as their captain. They had Scotty Bowman as the coach. And uh, I've been getting into ho- back into hockey a lot this year, too, and been yeah. watching it because um, my friend's ESPN Plus login fell off the back of a truck. So I've been using Ooh. that to to stream hockey uh and i've watched a ton of hockey this year and i still forget the goalie's name and i like <laughs> i still forget the coach's name every once in a while i'm like oh, what's oh it's bless you bless you okay this coach wait who's the captain again and i'm like how did i as a kid remember like every single yeah. red wing and their number and right. like, what where they were from and I don't even know if I watched the games as much as I do now, but I think it's just I have yeah. that kid brain that I can still I will, name the yes. Russian five, but I can't tell you right. a single line right now. <laughs> I will I will tell you for my grandpa, this was him as an old man in his seventies or eighties, like just watching TV like when we're over for Christmas or whatever and like rattling off all these and like and he always wants to like <clears throat> Make sure I understand what's going on, and so he'll. Well, so he was with me. Traces out like their entire career. I did. Speaking of hockey, though, I did watch Ozzy's last game ever. Okay. Uh, the Red Wing goalie. Um, the I was, Red Wing goalie Chris Osgood. Has yes, who I only know as Ozzy. Eleven years ago. It was maybe. Uh, it was within the last eleven years because my wife was there with me. We were married at the time. 
and we've been and, married. And so you're in Detroit. Uh, he lives in Yale, outside of Yale, which is like it, also in the thumb. No, but I mean, like, we're, oh, you weren't there. there. I thought you were. Saying, we, no, like, no, no, you're no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We weren't at the game. No. Okay. <laughs> we were like, not the game. We were watching on TV. We were watching okay. on TV. Yeah, he's now a sports. He's a commentator for. The I'm Red sure Wings, that's. Every, I feel like every guy like that would have like a just a guaranteed contract forever. See, like, yeah, for instance, uh, Shaq, who probably has a hard time going upstairs now. Because being seven seven and a half feet tall is hell on your knees, um, but like <laughs> what am I, what am the dude is going to have a job at ESPN forever because oh, he's totally. Shaq. Well, no, he so he just got inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame uh, second time, well deserved as a second time, there you go. commentator because he's been hosting um, inside the NBA with Barkley and uh, the other gentleman who I'm forgetting. Doesn't for, matter. Shaq and Barkley are the two that matter. Now. <laughs> oh wow! Um, my friend just made me aware of an indie game that was in development but didn't finish. That was an RPG. It was a like a retro throwback, but it was a sequel to Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Oh my gosh! <laughs> which was a sports game from the nineties. Because yes, back back but it then, was... kids, we we had more than just two K. You have the the four yeah. or five EA offerings, and then you have the two K alternatives. And a lot of the two K alternatives have kind of uh, gotten rooted out, except basketball. Uh, but back in the day, and, they were just and wrestling, you know, crazy stuff. So, okay, here's my question. Wrestling is very physically intense, but I don't consider yes, it a it sport. Is. I consider it a drama. I consider it acting. I consider it is, wrestling it is both, more in line with an action film star. Sure. Whereas, like, when The Undertaker the, and Razor Ramon go out there, they know who's going to win. Like, they discussed it backstage, and then they well, have often, a whole often, yeah. Sometimes they'll. They do. Right. So you you plan out your whole, spots. Like, you do the you practice your stuff. It's the term yeah, that's the thrown around. This fake thing is kind of dumb because it's yeah. like, well, they're physically doing it. But yeah, these dudes, you know, it's not UFC. We all know it's not UFC. Right, right, right. We know that the Undertaker yeah. goes home and takes his makeup off and like sleeps in a normal bed. He doesn't have to sleep in a coffin. So that's where <laughs> well, I'm like, maybe. It, <laughs> that's where I'm like, it's that's how yeah. old, that's how out of touch is. I'm name dropping Undertaker and Razor Ramon, and, and uh, they've both been retired for a thousand years. Actually, no. Undertaker just retired finally again last year. Oh, that's right. Because he, he went on Hot Ones. That's how I knew yeah. he was still around. Because he went on the. <laughs> oh, the man. Show I didn't Hot watch ones, that episode. I, like, what I didn't is watch that Undertaker episode. Undertaker doing? And then I was like, he's still like, wrestling. He's going to be 55. Once like, a year. I watched him as yeah. a kid. Yeah. No. Um, uh, so the, the term that's BS, thrown what's around. What's the sport angle for, for you? So the, the thing that's thrown around. Uh, like the term that like WWE over definitely overuses it and like is very clear that like they Vince McMahon hates the term wrestling. So he uses he makes everybody say sports entertainment and like they're sports entertainers and like things like that. Which is like that is what it is. I'll mm-hmm. I'll admit that. But like also like uh I, yeah, it's so <laughs> I haven't watched Olympic right wrestling. I haven't I haven't watched an a I haven't watched a WWE program and you know, since October or something like that, they have mm-hmm. really gone 
the the product is just in a terrible <laughs> terrible state right now. Um, I feel like but, the w, I feel like wrestling died. Uh, prof, air quotes professional wrestling died when the wildlife federation sued them and they had to change <laughs> like that's when no, i stopped that caring was, about wrestling, sure sure um so there was me yeah so like there was definitely like a like a resurgence that i missed in like the mid 2000s like when guys like john cena were like coming in and getting hot and like uh doing all that yeah. but um i only know now I know he's, he's that's pretty all bad. I know him as as an actor, and then people like reference. But he's a the, pretty bad. He's a pretty bad joke. actor, <laughs> right? People reference you don't see anything, and it took me forever to realize why people were saying that. And they're like, "Oh, it's yeah," because he thing. would. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so there's another promotion that launched uh, a few years ago called AEW, which is like just it's been a bunch of indie guys and like a few like people who have been misused in WWE and started their own thing really so and it's even like with wrestling you got to go with the indie alternative right <laughs> well you know <laughs> you know you gotta go with the no, that's the real stuff man well but sting is there now so and sting's my dude he's so. still wrestling he actually so he was forced he to, has to be a thousand he's 60 something um he doesn't wrestle a ton he does like he's mostly <laughs> a no so he was he was in WWE finally and like was injured in what was supposed to be his first WWE championship win, but like got terrible whiplash, like got spinal stenosis, had to retire. But he is uh, like done a ton of therapy and like gotten himself back into shape uh, and gone like worked his butt off in rehab to like get to the point where he can take a bump and not kill himself. Uh, and so he's only he's only like in a match like once every two months or something like that. But he's like he's mostly working as like a as like a manager or enforcer sort of type. So he's like there's this the younger guy named Darby Allen who like 60 and seriously oh yeah. wrestling like I, look. Oh, no, no, no. He's honestly he's in better shape than some guys in their 40s, though. Oh, I, I now, believe it. Now I'm just saying, he like, is. my body is so different right. from what oh, it yeah. was a decade ago. Absolutely. And I'm scared about what it would be in three decades yes. when I am in my 60s. Um, <laughs> right. So, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But wow. no, so, but the sports angle for me is like, it's just the athleticism is just unreal. It's. Oh, sure. Like the, the feats that they do, um, the. I I started training to like join an indie league about eight years ago or so, and just like the little bit that I did, I was like, oh my god! Like the th- stuff that they're putting themselves through is like, it's ridiculous. But um, and, but and speaking two, of, they weigh oh, so much. So a lot of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing like jumping off the top ropes is different when you're two hundred and fifty pounds versus yes. one hundred and fifty pounds. Yes. Uh, that's just different, man. <laughs> yes. Um, but speaking of bodies being so different than they were 10 years ago, uh, I, I have been acutely reminded of that mm-hmm. uh, today because yesterday I took my what has been my annual snowboarding trip. <laughs> I, I, I used to snowboard all the time. Or snowboard. I saw. Yeah. 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 I, I started snowboarding in like eighth grade, seventh grade or something like that. Uh, I like still have the snowboard that I got in like eighth or ninth grade. 
Nice. I mean, if it it's works. Not, it's not the snowboard that I would have kept, but the other one was sold at a garage sale when I was living out of town. Um, no, it's, it's a testament to like, hey, if this is gear you use once a year, you right. can just hang oh, on absolutely. to it and not. Yeah, but you know. I used to go a lot more, um, but then like, <clears throat> like the last 10 years, I've probably gone six times or something like that. And it's been like, I'll make like one trip out and I would love, I would love to make more out. It's just hard. Like I've got like an hour, hour and a half trip out to either the ski places that are near me. So it's a hike to get to. Yeah. So it's like, there's a drive on top of it. And then like, if, especially if you go on the weekend, it's like, it's so stupid busy. And so even yesterday, you got to get your butt up at six o'clock to hit the road by seven. Yeah. Yesterday we only went like in the afternoon because I had a meeting in the, we left at 1230. And once we got my buddy through all the rental stuff, like two 30, we were like hitting the slopes. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, hours of daylight, not even. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, and their lights and stuff like that. But I, I basically, if I wasn't going down the slope, I was in the, chairlift to like go back up so like i just like went (laughs) until we left three hours later and so and then today i woke up and my legs were like why did you do that (laughs) why did you do that to me because like i skateboard still like i that i am not it's not like you it's it's not not like you're like me where you've gone completely stagnant right it's i'm not like sedentary like it's and it's not like and i actually like for only going once a year and I think in the last five years I've gone three times or something like that but mm-hmm. for going as rarely as I do I'm like surprised at how competent my muscle memory still is but then it's like oh my conditioning though <laughs> my conditioning is garbage absolute hot garbage should have done some squats the weeks <laughs> leading up to my trip the most sore that I have ever been ever in my life and I remember vividly I was 16 and at the start of our podcast, one of the early episodes, I explained why we were. I thought about that. I thought about five, that a and lot it was because I was like, "Oh my god!" I yeah, you know, I went to this new school. It's kind of a rich kid school compared to the previous school I went to, and everybody skied or snowboarded, and you know, it was yeah. the uh, early like two thousand two thousand one, and that was when like snowboarding was popping off, huge. So. Incredible. You know, I want to snowboard. I want this. I want that. Well, to get set up for snowboarding, even as you're a teen, I mean, yeah. you're buying, I uh, was six foot, you're buying adult stuff. That's a grand or so uh, just yeah. to even get entry level gear. And I went like once. And the most <laughs> sore I've ever been is we went and I get on the bunny hill, and the bunny hill doesn't have a ski lift, it has the rope. Right. But the that rope, rope it's awful. Just getting the. I, I it took me like an hour to get to the top of the bunny hill. I felt so embarrassed yep. and so stupid. Yep. And I was my friends who've all been snowboarding most of their lives were going down this black diamond hill um, that they have there. Uh, I was kind of like embarrassed, like okay. And the one dude's girlfriend was like helping me out. So not only am I like learning to snowboard on the bunny hill and really struggling to make it up this rope. Thing that was like completely destroying my brand new gloves, by the way. Um, and then I could tell, like, I was kind of holding her back, and she was just hanging out with me out of pity. Yeah, Again, this is a friend's girlfriend. So eventually, I was like, and I can, I could not stop to save my life. I could not stop. Uh, I could, oh yeah, stay up and snowboard. But every oh, just turn sideways and lean back. 
uh, yeah, <laughs> doing that, uh, I either would fall flat on my butt or go forward. And in you know, I'm a guy who played hockey for ten years, right. not ten, but like eight years. I know how to hockey stop. Like I know all these concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friends convince me after I'm kind of not having fun with the boy. Oh, whatever, just come up, come down the black diamond hill with us. And I'm, you know, I'm 16. I got an ego. Sure. So we get up there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and we're at the top of this black diamond hill and I the drop in is it's a drop in. It's like a like a little quarter yeah. pipe drop in. And again, I've never snowboarded, so I get up there and go, how do I get to the edge? You start to realize, oh, this yeah. isn't skis, you don't walk up to the edge. No. You have to like clip in and kind of do this weird hop over. The wind yeah, the pros, like oh, the yeah, you just clip in and the inchworm sort of deal. Yeah. So I'm like <laughs> I clip in and I can like barely stand up and I'm nervous and uh, I don't know. Somehow I went over the edge and I had fun. I was terrified, but I had fun. And I could, because I could skateboard and rollerblade and all that, I could ride the board down the hill, even though I was terrified. But the bottom, I couldn't stop. So I just screw up my stopping. And I went down this hill probably 10 times. And every stop involved me falling very bad. Of course, yeah. And the next day, uh, we went to school. Because I think it was like a Sunday or something. The next day, we went to school. And I was having trouble, like, waking up. <laughs> like, I was having trouble, like, getting out of bed. Uh, and I remember, you know, my parents were like, yeah, you're going to school. I don't care if you're sore. And then I was, like, going up the <laughs> stairs at school. And, like... People are like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I went snowboarding. And my friends were yeah. like, oh, huh. And then they punched me in the, like, thigh. I'm like, thanks. God. Oh, um, man. Ah, that was the most sore I've ever been was when I was 16. Oh, of course. When I'm at the peak yeah. of, like, my health and when you don't get sore <laughs> typically. Uh, because I just yeah. refused. I wanted to go down this hill and I never wanted to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the friend that I went with is uh, my, my buddy Tex, who is, he's... Lived in Texas, Texas his whole cool life. Name. Well, his name Texas is Stephen. Texas. Yeah, his name is Stephen, okay. but I've called him Tex as long as I've met him. Okay. Uh, his granny lived in my neighborhood and went to my church, and so like I met him at like a youth group bike trip that I didn't know was a youth group bike trip. Like I just thought <laughs> I was going with like these older, like the pastor and the, one of my friend's dads. Like my mom was like, "You're going on this bike trip with." Rick and Rich, and I'm like, all that stuff is no, uh, I don't want. It's all a Trojan horse to to then talk to you about Jesus. Uh, oh no, this is just a whatever. biking trip. This is just a mountain biking trip. My mom had bought me. <laughs> my mom had bought me like a bike. nice. A youth group trip. Well, so though. you're right, it, but it was like a. It was it was for the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think there was maybe a prayer to protect us from broken bones. But hold on, I'm I'm actually messaging the band that I'm gonna plug. Later Can on I Instagram right you? now. Uh, yes, we'll we'll get there. That's a surprise. Um, but so I I thought it was just like this trip with these like middle aged dudes and like I walked in and I walked into the RV and my best friend was there and I'm like Travis. He's like Nat and I'm like Travis and he's like he's from Texas and I said what up Tex and then we've been like <laughs> good friends ever since but so uh he married a girl from around here and so he comes up, he comes up a couple times a year to visit her family last time when he came up in the in the winter he was like hey let me can I borrow your snowboard I'm like 
sure, okay, whatever. It was a day that I couldn't go up with him, so I didn't think anything of it. But then afterwards, I'm like, wait a minute. If you're going to go snowboarding, we should go snowboarding together. Yeah. Like, we should do that. And so we made a plan this time when he came up. And the thing about growing up and living in Texas most of your life is that there's not a whole lot of snow there. (laughs) Sure. And so, like, I grew up... I I have had a a, a pass. I've had a, a, a season pass mm-hmm. a few years of my life. Like mm-hmm. it's, I've gone, there are many winters where I would be up there, you know, five, 10 times. And you, that's when you get sort of good is when you're doing that. And the thing about Texans is this Texan in particular is that they're just not very good at snow sports. I've found. And so he just <laughs> kept going up and up this uh, the smaller hill that was at the place and just would get it. He would get it. He would be going and it's okay. And then he would like clip something and just like do a somersault and land on his shoulder <laughs> and then <laughs> try to get up and keep going. <laughs> Eventually, I was just like, hey, man, I'm going to I'm going to like go to like where the grinds are and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. I, you, I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you later, but, but yeah, but it was, it was a good day. But today my, my thighs in particular are very angry at me. My hip flexors are screaming. Uh, getting old sucks. It's all right. But um, I think that's a nice little segue. It is a segue because we, we have noted a few times that you and I are sort of anomalies in that we are in our mid thirties. We're, we're very cool. <laughs> in that we are very, very, very cool. We are incredibly yeah. cool. Uh, and also we are in our mid thirties and we are still actively seeking out new music. Yeah. Which we have mentioned in a few different episodes and I, as I've been editing these episodes, I keep hearing myself say, oh, we should do an episode mm-hmm. about this, and we, we haven't yet. This is it. But it seems like there's this cultural thing where people just sort of stop listening to music, like when they turn 25 or yeah. something like that. I don't know if like you you become eligible to rent a car, and then you just stop caring about like new music. I've been thinking about or this all it's, day. It might not be that ex- exact. And my... I'm, I've been trying so hard to come up with a non-depressing answer. And I, don't, I still don't know if I have one, but... Uh, yeah, no, uh, there's... I mean, again, I told the story of, of dear, close friend, childhood best friend. We went our separate ways. And then In Rainbows comes out. And oh, yeah. we kind of met up again. And I think it was 21, 22 or something when that came out. And we meet up and we're hanging out, and again, hadn't seen each other in three, four years. And he's this like businessman now, and I'm in college and like still very much me. And I was like, dude, you, you hear the new Radiohead? And he was just like, what? Like I don't like I only listen to business. I only listen to audiobooks about business now. Like what are you talking <laughs> about? Like you're still into Jeez. music? And I was just sort of like, what? Like. Yeah, dude, we learned Radiohead songs together on the guitar. To, we used yeah, to cover yeah, them yeah. in your bedroom. Like, what happened? And in his mind, yeah. he was very much like, "Yeah, that's nice," but I, um, you know, at the time, I, I think I judged it through a very different lens than I do now. Now, it was a survival thing. He was like, "Yo, I got to make money. I got to grow up. I'm not going to college. 
uh, time to yeah. inhale business books, time to do whatever, because it was a survival thing. He, he was like, I got to do what I need to do. I need to educate myself. And then it, he just became part of the, that was his life. Uh, yeah. Which again, the rat race, which again, I don't fault him for, cause I'm in that too. But at the time I was just like, dude, how could you, right. you know, forsake? <laughs> like this wasn't you, just, uh, you have forsaken your first love. It's like the 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 emo uh, meme that goes around. It's not a phase, mom. Right, and, and that's how I feel. Like I see that now, and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's it was never a phase. It's not right. a phase. Like I keep waiting for um, taking back Sunday lyrics to stop uh, meaning <laughs> something to me, and I'm like, no, like I don't care. You can say this is cringe all you yeah. want. It's like, dude, it's about falling in love and being heartbroken. And being emotional, yeah. and I was that way when I was fourteen, and I will probably feel that way when I'm sixty. Uh, I will just probably have better control, right, and and things. have more stability about that. <laughs> so those, yeah, uh, I, yeah. And yeah, I I would. It's actually been a while now, um, but like I used to get like friends from high school, like we'd be catching up, and they'd always, always, almost invariably ask, "So, like, you still playing guitar?" I'm like. Oh, what else would I be doing? Yes. <laughs> like, what do yes. you mean? Am I still playing guitar? Like we learned to play guitar together. We used to hang out yeah. like in the hallway of piano lab and learn Blink-182 songs together for class credit. I used to get that. Well, I used to get that again. In my, when I was in a band in my late twenties. And then sadly I have, when people go, are you still playing guitar? I'm like, no, yeah, because uh, life, man. Right. Um, it just one living in a small apartment doesn't afford you a lot <laughs> of space to be loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that we do have a house, though, like after all this time, we have a house now. And I'm like, yeah, like my body, like my body, my brain, everything is like, okay, we're getting a home studio going. Nothing insane, but like, let's get this going. Like, let's start writing songs again, man. Like, yeah, it's still in me, even though I've been out of practice. Yeah. For a bit, it was like top priority when we got this house. It was like, cool, I'm getting a home studio right. set up. Yeah. Because uh, it's just in me. It, yeah. And, and yeah, so when people are like, you still play guitar, it's like, if it comes across like them saying, like, you still play Pokemon cards? Right. <laughs> right. Like, this, yeah, that was. Like, yes, yes, yeah. I do still play Pokemon cards. That wasn't as quite as like. At, at the age where I was being asked that a lot, it wasn't quite as much that like, cause that was like probably around college or shortly after college or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, also I'm at a point in my life now where like I am playing music professionally. Like I am sure, yes. playing music at a church. This is my career. Like it's not yeah, like when you have a successful band, right? Or, or, uh, I think the way, bands, the way that I have, the way that I have decided to define my success, yes. We've <laughs> we have three albums we have three You're albums on vinyl, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like we've pressed success. we've pressed vinyl records ourselves. Um like You have yeah. more than a thought your when I look at your uh Spotify it doesn't just do what my Spotify does, which is a the a, less than a thousand, a thousand, and then it has a little negative <laughs> the, carrot next to it. The less I'm than, like, man, yeah. where, what happened to all my fans? Man? Right, right, right. What happened? Um, all those Michigan people abandoned <laughs> me. Man, well, they're just listening to all those audiobooks about business now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I think I've been thinking about it a lot, and part of um, part of like the 
the voracious devouring of music and music history that I have done mm-hmm. like most of my life now. Like there's, I don't know what it is about, about why we're still listening to music. Uh, what's different about us. Uh, I know for me, like, I feel like again, cause we're, we're cool. Cause we're cool. Cause we're cool. That's right. Um, I had this thought in my head, like probably like a pretty, foundational identity moment where like I'm I'm the music guru like I'm the guy who like knows the mm-hmm. bands who knows like what's mm-hmm. happening who knows and like so that's so part of what I have been doing my whole life like a foundational part of what I do as a person is discover and share mm-hmm. new music um, I'm, and, I'm in the exact same boat where yeah. in high school it became I, in high school it was like natural for me I was a fan yeah but that's just who I was and then it kind of became oh you're the guy you're so the then guy I kind of yeah felt, not only am I a fan of this stuff but I kind of have this you have the obligation responsibility yeah and then then there would be that thing where I would be walking the hall and somebody would be like hey man you heard the uh, the new ROAD piece CD and I would be you know and they're wanting like is ROAD piece cool do you still <laughs> listen to them What's, you know, I would just be like, oh, uh, you know, and I, when, when I started to realize that it, it, to a small circle, at least I right. was a tastemaker or, right. or people looked for my opinion. I was like, oh, like, yeah. this is cool, but also weird. <laughs> yeah. It was, from- I don't want to crap on, I've never enjoyed dunking on people's music. Right. I've never enjoyed making somebody feel bad about what they listen to. I, 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 I make some exceptions there. Yeah, I do make some exceptions there, but for the most part, I, <laughs> uh, and usually it's all people who like if, can take it. They can take it. But like, if people are really into the Eagles, I'm kind of like, or the Jimmy Buffett. I just uh, kind of go, I just made my opinion about Jimmy Buffett about. meant known. Yeah. Mm, I, um, I could live the rest of my life and never hear Hotel California again. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. Um, but so I think part of the thing, and I've been, th- oh, so part of my like just going and devouring music history, uh, I have mm. realized in the last few years that there are some pretty like significant bands that I've missed. I've mentioned before on this podcast that <laughs> so, like it's only been in my 30s that I've started caring about. The Cure or Black Sabbath or Nine Inch Nails. Like Nine Inch Nails was like last year was the first time that I actually like sat down to listen to Nine Inch Nails. And one of the things that I thought when I was, when I'm like getting into The Cure and listening to these records and like now, like usually what will happen is like, I'll go on, I'll put on the record, I'll listen to it one time Mm -hmm. and I'll put it back on the shelf. But it's like, I could tell, man, if I was, if I was 15 years old with this, mm-hmm. I would never stop listening to this. I would just like mm-hmm. devour this. I'd like memorize the lyrics and write them down in notebooks at school when I'm supposed to be paying attention. Um, like I, well, I would me, latch onto it. Yeah. Like I, to your point though, right. Well, we asked why do people, stop listening to new music yeah. when they turn at 25 and I think that's true but I would just say what I would classify new as is new in both 
like modern, like time, like physically new music, and also looking back. So like oh, you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. hey, you're in your 30s and you like all these artists and all those artists probably mention The Cure and you go, you know what? I've right. heard about them my whole life. I've never really done a deep dive. Let me go do a deep dive. Um, I do this all the time. And so like, <laughs> like uh, what, two, three years ago with Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, every year I can name, every year I can name yep. some artist that if you talk to the right person, like, oh my God, yeah. you never listened to so and so. Yeah. And this is the year I get into that yep. particular artist. Yep. Uh, Nick Cave was a guy I didn't get yep. into until about three years ago because it's like it was right around the time of his son's passing. And yeah. I was just like, and, you know what? Like, I have never truly listened to this right. man and I got obsessed. And it was ubiquitous. That story was like everywhere. Like in the album he put out. Yeah, because yeah. it was you could yeah, like get away from that. Yeah, it was important to me as a music guy, as a guy who's uh, one of the guys you can be in the character select screen of life. <laughs> a music guy. Um, yeah, I need to know who Nick Cave is. I need yeah. to have a Nick Cave opinion. But also, so there's that academic side of it. But then there's the side of it of like, yo, I want to know about like maybe this is gonna. <laughs> rock my world maybe yeah. i'm going to fall in love with this and i did you know and yeah again every year there's always stuff i'm looking back on as well as new stuff and then you know of course i think what we're eventually going to get to is people listen to their comfort foods and right that's the kind of getting frozen in amber you know what you listen <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. between 18 and 25 is what you like the rest of your life and then you're in your forties and fifties and talking about, they don't make music like they used to anymore. And you know, <laughs> you're somewhere and they put on some song that was hot when you were 21 and you're like, Oh, this is my jam. Night moves. And like, um, it's night moves by Bob Seger. Always for everyone. <laughs> you like, I, I appreciate both. Like there are yeah. points where I will be somewhere and somebody will like I was somewhere the other day and they played a Ja Rule this, which <laughs> they played I mean Ja Rule hasn't been on the radio in yeah. forever but he had this string of hits yeah. with he would do him and a female vocalist and they used like romance songs and that was on in some bar I was in the other day and I was like oh man like this was my jam in high school and so I had that moment yeah. of like look back on reflection but what I didn't do which is what I hear a lot of people who go oh they don't make music like this anymore and it's yeah. like because anytime somebody older has said that and this has always driven me nuts especially as a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. or teen liking hardcore and emo and stuff like that to a lot of older folks ears that sounded terrible and then they're going they don't make music like this anymore uh, and then they're like they used to make good music like Led Zeppelin and or you know Black Sabbath. And I would be like, look, that music is awesome too. And yeah. I also like that. And here are seven bands doing that exact yes. kind of thing now. Every every um, doom metal band in the world. <laughs> yeah, like, like there is an entire subgenre of music of metal yeah. that is just hey, let's keep writing the first six. Actually, yeah. pro- it's probably more pointed. Let's keep writing Masters of Reality by Black Sabbath. Yeah, just over, Let's just over, keep over, writing yeah. this song. And it works for me, you know? <laughs> like, And that was the yeah. thing for me. It was like, I'm getting into band, bands like Paul Bearer and Elder and stuff like that. And I'm like, 
And every every review I read about them is like, oh yeah, you know they're they're going and they're working on the foundation of Black Sabbath. Like I better freaking listen to Black Sabbath then, because like I basically mm-hmm. only knew like War Pigs and Iron Man. And like I've I had, had the same experience. Yeah, I've uh, had Paranoid, I, but Paranoid isn't like the album that made Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. It's a great record, but like yeah, it's got the iconic yeah album art, but. Masters of Reality, I think it's the one oh, that man. really put them. <laughs> yeah, that cough, though. <laughs> I forget about that cough every time I listen to it because it's like headphones on and I'll be on like the bus or something. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, and I'm like, whoa. And then, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, can, why did why did you guys leave the cough in there? It's, I'm sure it's, there's some purists who are like, this is important. Oh, it's, it's, it's because it's them it's, coughing it's after a like hit a of weed. I was gonna say, is it flyleaf metaphor? Sweetleaf, sweetleaf, flyleaf is the flyleaf is flyleaf is the female fronted Christian metal alternative metal band. New metal band. Yeah, no, sweetleaf is about Meryl. No, it's not. It's not a metaphor. Sweetleaf is just about marijuana. There's no metaphor about it. It's but it's funny because it's like when I first met you, I didn't. And every, every rap album <laughs> like has smoke like smoke coughing yeah, yeah, yeah. skits or segments right. or whatever and yeah it's yeah so um so i actually listen to master of reality uh on so every monday i i get together with my buddy peter and skate and uh since it's been cold and snowy here uh, i have a mini ramp that I have access to. And so I, I'll go and I will usually put an album on the stereo, like on my phone and we listen to that while we skate. And I put on master of reality this, this week and it's good skateboarding music. It's excellent skateboarding music. (laughs) And I, uh, he wasn't aware. Like at one point he's like, this singer sounds kind of like Ozzy Osbourne. I'm like, this is, (laughs) this is black Sabbath. Yes. (laughs) That's, That's Ozzy Osbourne. Um, but so I, and what's hilarious about Master of Reality and the thing that like hit me as like a evangelical raised kid who people are like, oh, you know, you don't listen to like Black Sabbath or anything like that, like all these scary demonic bands. And like mm-hmm. the first time I bought Master of Reality, um, it was at one of my local used shops that I, that I go to and I put it on and after forever plays and like that song is like, Hey, do you think that like Jesus is going to let you into heaven if you don't tell your friends that they should believe in him? And I'm like, excuse me, is Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> is Ozzy Osbourne telling me that I need to accept Jesus Christ as my personal like, Lord and Savior? For as, for as crazy as there's so much over Christian lyricism on that in album in particular, Black Sabbath. Like, yes. He might have been having a moment. I don't know what the man's personal beliefs um, are right now. But yeah, geezer Butler, yeah, overt like right, Jesus very is Lord overt. and Savior, yeah, kind of and stuff. And so, growing up hearing they're evil, and yeah. you know, it's almost like chick track kind of right, stuff, right? Where it's right? Like, oh, you play D and D and listen to Black Sabbath, uh, you're right. gonna let a, a demon possess you, <laughs> exactly. And finding out that oh, this guy it was just imagery, and he right, like to a degree, or at least at some point, was. Uh, you know, uh, born again Christian. So really, it was uh, that 
it was Geezer Butler in particular, uh, the bassist, who is devout, 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 and wrote after forever in particular because he was angry that everybody thought they were Satanists. And so, but then a bunch I mean, of the other do songs. Themselves any favors with well, the sure. name Black Sabbath? <laughs> sure, but they, <laughs> they, um, like uh, there are a bunch of songs on that record that are like all rooted in like Christian beliefs mm-hmm. and like so the Master of Reality the track is about like Satan is the Lord of the world and like you better mm-hmm. not or Lord of this world was is the is the track I'm thinking of sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like Satan's the Lord of the world. So like, watch out that you don't get deceived and he drags you to hell. And it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. But there are a few tracks like that. And then also Sweet Leaf. So it's like Master of Reality is yeah. the album about how much Black <laughs> Sabbath loves Jesus Christ and also weed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, okay, guys. Like, Jesus, Jesus made this plant, man. Like, yeah, you know, for whatever. sure. For sure. Uh, but um, that side of... Uh, that perspective in the Christian world was not a popular one back then. Though. The acceptance <laughs> of, of marijuana was not a popular Christian uh, belief in the seventies. Not outside uh, of Europe, anyway. Uh, but no, I, so I want to bring us back around to why do people stop listening to music? And I joked earlier that I couldn't come up with a non-depressing <laughs> way to say this, and and. You know, and I, and I think I am out of my depth here because I'm not an economist. Um, I'm not a political scientist. I do my best, you know, uh, armchair political science uh, <laughs> like everybody. But the reason, you know, I think the reason why people aren't in the music is the reason why there's so many people who aren't painters anymore. Why oh, there sure. are so many people who whatever their artistic passion was, mm-hmm. whether it be consumption or creation, guess what? To quote Page of the Line, who is borrowing from many other people, if it isn't making um, dollars, it isn't making sense. Yep. And, yeah, at a certain point, you know, you, you, like, do you, you know why my dad isn't a professional musician? Because, like, because he got married and had me, right? right. You know, like, right. that's why. He had to pay a mortgage. Like, yep. it's not because he was like, man, I really want to go do this other job so much more than playing music. And that's <laughs> everybody. And that's me. That's me, right? I yeah. do like my career and I was able to fall back. But this is a right. fallback. Like, my career right now is a fallback career. And I'm very clear about that. And people are like, oh, well, what is your, you know, people that was your passion? And I was like, oh, if I can wave a magic wand and money wasn't an issue, I would be making records and I would right. be directing movies. Like, those right. are the two things that I would be doing. Um, but life had, you know, I tried. Uh, I meandered through it and it didn't. Uh, yeah, I like everybody, I was looking at my now wife and going, I really want to get married. Right. And I need a nine to five. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and here we are. And I tried to keep the flame alive for as long as possible. But uh, yeah, so whether it's, again, consumption or, or creation, maybe that's a crass way to put it. But when you are trying to progress in your career and progressing in your career and whatever that means, whether it means selling more houses as a real estate agent, right. whether that means getting a promotion, whatever, you are chasing you're going to be with your free time. You're going to go, what tool is going to get me there 
and oh, if I listen to the new best new music from Pitchfork or the new thing Anthony Anthony Fantano talked about, or if I listen to this like you know uh, self help audiobook called The Power of Now or whatever, yeah, they're all <laughs> called something like that. Uh, you, you might listen to this Tim Robin Tim Robinson. What's his Tony Robbins? Name? Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. Tim Robinson is the he's the is the what. I think you should leave, guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, comedy. He's eating That's sloppy steaks, <laughs> sloppy steaks, and I'm, I'm not. I love. Sorry, don't tell people. I can't. It's what? too. It's too freaking awkward. It's so. Hard. Um, there are no, yeah. There are definitely a few. Robbins. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Robbins is probably either he is actually either his advice his audiobook his seminars are actually going to really help you which yes. they may or may not or they are going to make you think that they're going to help you but either way <laughs> sure whether it's, it's, it's going to feel productive pill, you're going to feel right. productive whereas right. listening to black sabbath or the new uh hot album that anthony fantano is hyping aren't it's going to feel right like it's going to feel like a luxury. And, yeah. And yeah, yeah there's definitely, I think there's something to like the commodification of all of your time. Um, and so especially like it hasn't got, I'm, I'm in this weird space where like I have been able to pay a mortgage and my bills like by manipulating, manipulating is not, I'm not with the connotation there, but like, I'm definitely like utilizing the digital marketplace that is there to my advantage and like turning side hustles into full hustles and things like that. But like there is definitely something about like the commodification of every hobby that like while you can like I mean people are literally playing video games and getting paid for it now. Like which Twitch yeah, Twitch is a dream as a That's kid. the dream. My gosh. Yeah. Um, but like, so Twitch is allowing this to happen. Like, the, you know, Patreon is allowing people even to go and draw. The top, only the top right. folks, right? right? With YouTube but, creators, with yeah. Twitch, it's only the top right one percent that, that are, are the Jake pulling Pauls in millions. With the, right, 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 right. <laughs> in mansion, and then right. everybody else is like getting a nickel from YouTube. And that's yeah. That said, there are a number of people who are, you know, getting a comfortable living, comfortably middle class using these things. I have a friend who almost exclusively just does session work for recording musicians and like YouTube covers on his saxophone. And like, that's what he does for a job. And, and that's, you know, isn't I, breaking in the money, but <laughs> right, right. Uh, he's not raking it in, but like, you know, he's, he's, he's able, earning yeah. a living, you know? Um, and I mean, so many people, even in my industry, const- oh my God, like, because I work in the tech industry, when you're at, it doesn't matter oh. if it's a startup or if it's a company the size of Apple. Yeah, the language is oh, yes. very different than how my parents' generation. It's a lot of stuff like we're a family here. Your career path. You don't have a boss anymore. You have a manager. Um, all of these language changes that are make it more squishy and more soft and more blurry, yeah. but also try to get you to identify yourself, who you are mm-hmm. with your company and right. align yourself with them as you're not just an employee. You are like, right. you're a proud, you know, you're a, 
Facebooker or whatever. Right. And then you're a member of the a citizen of the metaverse. <laughs> you're a citizen of the metaverse. But okay, so they try the language is there. They try to get you to buy into all that and yeah. to varying degrees of success. But then the second everybody in those jobs gets a payday, yeah. they all early retire. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of people in this city who were at, you know, Facebook or wherever and Oh, best company ever and woo drinking the you know drinking the kool-aid and yeah. then as soon as uh yeah as soon as they see that giant check and they're like yo if i retire now and like manage my money right or if i quit now and manage my money right like yo i don't need to work again and then they right. do because right. that because no one wants to work 40 hours a week <laughs> right oh nobody <laughs> nobody at all unless like you're they really like, work passionately 80. making a record Right. You know, I love making records when I want to do. Right. Yeah. No. So I, yeah, there is something, even though like I'm like in a spot where I'm like paying my bills through side hustles and stuff like that, there is definitely something that is lost in like the commodification of every hobby that you have. And like just doing stuff for fun, like is being lost. Like, it's it's fun because like we're we've started even this podcast that we have started to like just have fun shooting the crap about music is like but we're still like hey somebody sponsor us <laughs> like yeah, it really I, is I'm privileged enough that you know I'm like I I started this without any ambitions of making money but I would be lying if I said oh it would be nice if this lovely. Right fun thing that I optionally chose to do and you optionally yeah. chose to do yeah. does give you money. Like, why not? And yeah, it's like, of course. Of course. You know, and so many podcasts that us do that have Patreons, what they'll say is, hey, go to our Patreon, subscribe, um, and we can do this podcast ad-free because of listener yeah. support. Yeah. I mean, NPR's been doing this. I mean, NPR still has ads, but like, NPR does. Rocket mortgage. The, the, uh, uh, oh, what do you call it? the fundraising? There's a name for the, the fundraising. The telethons. Yeah, there's like a special there's sponsorship a name for the drives. They, yes. Sweeps week. Uh, um, pledge drive. Pledge drive. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we should have a pledge drive. No, yeah, we should have like a Patreon. No one <laughs> wants to do these things, but at the end of the day, it's right. it's whether it's NPR or it's your favorite podcaster or a starving right. artist, it's like they do have to kind of look the audience in the face at some point and go, do you want us to keep existing? Because yes, like, (laughs) you know, we're not a bank here. We're not, uh, we're not making money off of loans. We're not, you know, we don't have a sweet deal to make money here. So we need your support. Yeah. And that's as good a segue as I can make to support our Patreon. (laughs) Go to, (laughs) uh, we should probably start a Patreon if I'm going to do that. Um, so I actually have a less, uh, I was going to say, say less cynical. No, you I say less cynical. No, I don't well, want to I, I was going to say, I was going to say, right. They no, internally, it, when you were like, why do people suck with same as a 25? And I was like, because capitalism. capitalism. And I was like, I can't do that on the podcast. I was like, well, can I? And I was like, well, I'm trying oh, to you do just it did. You just did. Uh, uh no. So mm-hmm. I was going to say less depressing than I realized. Oh, it's maybe still a little press depressing. Um, just because it deals with aging and things like that. And I think like the, I think maybe the bigger factor at play is, or maybe not the bigger factor, but certainly a huge factor 
is just the nature of how you consume music in your youth. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I remember... That is... Yes, that is a very good point. I Right now, like, in my life, I can barely stand to have music playing and something else going at the same time. Like, if I'm so listening comforting. to... It's if, <laughs> you say that because I'm... You listen to so much music and I'm always like, he must be one of those people that can like read a book and like listen to oh, I can, music. For sure, I can read a book. I can work. I can write while uh-huh. I do that. But like, uh-huh. if... Not me. If... My, I'm listening to a record and my wife is like watching TikToks across the room. I'm like, hey, oh. babe, could, babe, could you turn that down? Is your, is uh, your wife also a TikTok addict? Yes. She learned sounds... how to make she learned how to make apple pancakes, though. So I'm not oh, complaining. I um, think 30% of my wife's life right now is watching <laughs> TikTok. Right. Hopefully but she so, doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm I'm. But I'm remembering back, like, I would have a CD in my boombox all the time, just on repeat. And mm-hmm. we had we had mentioned before that, like, you know, we used to, like, listen to music while playing Zelda. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, that was, like, a very formative thing. And, like, now I can't handle that because, like, if the music in the game and the music in the music, you know, are yeah. fighting each other. Like I can't turn if that off. Game, I can't, I can't stop paying attention to one or the other. If the game couldn't let me turn off background music, I would yes. just put it on mute. Yes. But largely I've always been a one thing at a time kind of person. Like when I read a book, I read in silence. Like I don't put on music. Oh, I can't do when that. When I watch TV and I'm, I'm watching TV. Right. Uh, fully and so music yeah. is kind of one of the only things that is totally the artists are like yeah like put this on this is you're not just supposed to stand there and stare at your <laughs> stereo they're assuming maybe. you maybe are you should. cleaning the bedroom or right, right. doing dishes or whatever yeah. uh, or driving is obviously the most common one um, and but yeah that's like it's one of the only pieces of art where it, it everyone including the creators are like yo this is meant to be paired right with something else and it's yeah. very rare that people go into their listening room and they put their record on and their record players on a marble slab so that you know there's no vibrations and they well mine's not on a marble slab but the rest of it is pretty <laughs> spot on i mean the but listening room is the living room but whatever it's um, rarer right it's, you have to be a real real hobbyist yeah um, and it's even someone like me who i think i'm a big music guy like I, I'm constantly just like wanting more time with yeah. music. But when I'm working during the day, I'm listening jazz and classical, right? And Aphex Twin, <laughs> and a lot of like black metal where the lyrics are in unintelligible. Yes, because as soon as I can start hearing lyrics and singing along, yeah. I'm I'm not programming anymore. I am right, 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 bopping around in my seat. Yeah. Um, so the other thing there is I think that the other thing that's going on in your adolescence is that you are trying to build an identity. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out what's out there. You're trying to figure out like who you are, like what the world is and where you fit in it. And so you are constantly like hearing something and like liking that thing and go, Ooh, what's this? Like this resonates something with it inside me. Like, what is that? How can I find more of it? And then you go down these rabbit holes. Like, and that was very much very the case. That was very much and the much case. Less for cynical me. point. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was very much the point for me when, like, 
that night that I talk about so many times where my friend Travis showed me POD project 86 and Zayo where like, I was like, what mm-hmm. is this? How can I get more? Mm-hmm. But then I couldn't go get more at that point really. So I just listened to those three CDs burn yeah. CDs on repeat or like, and then like when I found pop punk and like got into the Ataris and MXPX and stuff like that, it was the same thing. And but then from there, when I heard the Juliana theory on a tooth and nail sampler, like, Ooh, what is this? Yeah. How can I find that? Ooh, that's emo. Let me find more emo. And that like dragged me into this thing where it's just constantly like, you are finding things that resonate with something deep yeah. inside your soul and collecting those things to form a personhood that you will fit into. And, and, and I think you, around 25, most people have probably done a yeah, whole lot done. of that. They're, they're They've done are, a lot you know, of that. Their shelves are filled. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, you know, and it's, yeah, they're not, they're not so much building up their identity anymore. And so no. for me, when I'm listening to new music, I'm not ever listening to it going, am I am I a metal guy now? Like, I don't care. Oh, I had that. I had that thought in my, as like a 28 year old, you know, I was like, Ooh, I think I'm, I think I'm actually a metal guy. I wasn't a metal, but whereas if I was listening to a ton of metal when I was 16, if I transitioned from like emo and hardcore into more metal, I would have been like, I guess I'm a metal. I guess I'm a metal guy now. Yeah, like, and then you'd be one be of the one greasy of those jackets. Ki- yeah, with spikes <laughs> on them and stuff. Gotta gotta stop washing my hair. Stand under the. That. Gotta gotta get really big hoodies. Stop washing my hair and hang out under the stairs. <laughs> and that's. <laughs> but- like That's where it, the goths hung out at my school. Did they hang out there? I guess you didn't have a you had a smaller that school, right? Weird. Yeah, tiny Christian school. We had like four thousand students at my school, so like um, that's where the goths hung out forever. Was under the stairs. <laughs> That's appropriate, right? But no, even like the divide in because you use the word goth, yeah, and there is such a divide between the kind of person who identifies. Is like, and you can get these like microcosms. The person who identifies as I'm really into the cure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy Division, and like, hey, um, Joy Division shirt on today, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm blanking up uh, house, Bauhaus. So you get I, you're one yeah. of those guys, and then you weren't all black, and yeah, I want right. a certain identity, and then there's somebody else who's really into like Bathory and mayhem, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and yeah. also. To an outsider, you're both weird people who wear a lot of black, probably wear eyeliner, <laughs> black hoodies. probably yeah. don't talk a lot, yeah. and are angry. Right. But inside that world, you're like, no, I listen to, you know, both are probably like, I listen to the real stuff, and you know, whatever. Right, right, right. And, you know, maturity, you eventually get out yeah. of that and go, hey, maybe we can like it all. But when you're young, especially you have to like, like, I remember being... So I just I remember constantly being like, am I this kind of guy now? Like I remember mm-hmm. buying an Alkaline Trio record because Alkaline Trio is <laughs> one of those cultish bands. People do, who like Alkaline Trio really, really like Alkaline Trio. Do I need Do I need to get that that skull heart tattoo yeah, now? Skull heart tattoo. Okay, so I, so I actually heard it, and then just being did, like, but I don't know if I want this to be my identity. I yeah. still like Converge. And right. Still like D'Angelo. Right. Like right. Like I was <laughs> listening to hip hop and R and B in high yeah. school too. I was just not as vocal about it because I knew right. it didn't fit yeah. the identity people had. So, like, if people got on my car and heard voodoo, they would have been like, whoa. Yeah. So I kind of kept that a little more secret. Right. Uh, did we talk, have we talked on this podcast about why the Alkaline Trio tattoos are so popular? 
I do not. I have always wondered this. Okay, so not. I I have I have a few friends. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a few friends who have alkaline trio tattoos, uh-huh. and I like inquired about it because I'm like, they're a fine band. They're like, okay. Dude, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. Who like, love them, man. I don't know that. This, I've heard plenty of Alkaline Trio in my day, but like yeah. I've never once thought, oh man, I love this band so much I need to yeah. get it tattooed on my body. Yeah. And they are one of those bands. And I discovered so recently... T- them and Black Flag are like the two most common tattoos. I feel like Black Flag makes more sense though. Like Black Flag is much more emblematic of the scene. You know, like mm-hmm. that. that's... They are hardcore, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they just are hardcore like wrapped up but so alkaline trio when they were starting out in chicago like when they were just this little indie band they told their fans that anyone with an alkaline trio tattoo would get into their shows for free and so that's clever and so a bunch of these friends of theirs and like fans would get the tattoo and so then it became this thing where like you're going to the it's like you are introduced to this band and you go to the show and you see all these people with the tattoos. And you're it's like, like oh. your own built-in scene. It's like, yes. yo, I got a tattoo. I can get in the show for free right. and see my friends who also have the tattoo. Right. And so then also the front, like, so even after that offer was no mm. longer available as you were, <laughs> like... Like people were like big now <laughs> right right uh i'm in blink 182 yeah uh, so if you could pay me for my tickets um <laughs> but no so like it became the signifier like this is the <clears throat> this is the club you're in and I so never that. yeah and so that's and especially since i live like around chicagoland yeah. like it's especially present here and that's why that's um, interesting. But, uh, but yeah, but like that's. But it's it's just so funny it, how when you're of a cut like, like of the cut from the cloth like you and I are yeah, where we're constantly one trying to consume music and then as teens and early twenty somethings we're figuring out what kind of kind of dude am I do I want to be this kind of guy now, right. um, and then you get around what I would say just normal people who are like. Maybe careerists, maybe they're like music is ancillary to their life. It's an right. aside. It's they like the radio, they buy maybe a couple CDs every year. Um Man, that that boggles my and mind. That that's always what I've struggled with is when I get around people like that and I'm like, Oh, well, what do you what do you listen to? What do you and like, oh yeah, I like this, I like that. And it's always just so casual. Yeah. And I've never had a casual relationship with music and it's um, I mean, I've matured and accept that people do. Yeah. But it's always been difficult for me when someone's just like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I just like whatever. And I'm just like, no, but isn't like, <laughs> like I'm a born critic. Like, you know, right. like, the, like the first time I remember when Vampire Weekend came out, like <laughs> Vampire Weekend over a weekend became everywhere, like everywhere. It, it was, was it was instant. It was incredible. And you like you couldn't get away. It was you, you were forced to have an opinion by just sheer vampire weekend was everywhere and they sounded like nothing else. Well, they sounded like Graceland by Paul Simon is what it was. But <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sound like their contemporaries. Right, 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 right. I think was it I think it was Juno 
is what it was. The, the film? The film, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that that there was a Vampire Weekend song Gino on was there. the... Uh, the I wanted to say peaches, but it's not peaches. It's um, moldy peaches. Moldy peaches. Yeah, not not regular peaches. Not not regular peaches. That's the diff- <laughs> that that's a very be- different. I can't quote the song that I want to think. <laughs> I was gonna quote a song, but I realized that we're not marked explicit. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that Vampire Weekend was. I could be totally wrong. I'm betting you're wrong. I think I don't think nope. they were in that film at all. Yep. Oh, there's a song called Vampire. Is what what it was. Uh, is why I was confused. But no, we, um, we went and played South by Southwest, my band, and we go down there, and we're of the indie rock, alt country, you know, we're straddling the line between Death Cab and Ryan Adams and, and Wilco. Just say you're ripping off Wilco and be done with it. I wish I was. We weren't, but we weren't. We weren't. Right, uh, right, right. We were more ripping off Ryan Adams um, than And landed, landed around but, Spoon, I would say. That's the most common comparison is Spoon. <laughs> I'm Spoon sure it is, is one of my absolute favorite bands. Like I'm they're just, great. I think he's brilliant. Or I brilliant, but I am. I will say right now that I am always surprised that Britt Daniels' voice just sounds like that. He's so good. He's like so good. it sounds like he's like overdriving a microphone. No, that's just what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you hear him acoustic and like that's what he sounds like. Like um, that is bizarre. Oh, but so my point was we get we go down, we play South by Southwest, and there's posters all over South oh, by yeah. Southwest. Like all the stuff around South by Southwest, Vampire Weekend. And no yeah. one knew who they were. Like no one knew who they were. We're like, what is and they're up here, right? I'm wearing everybody is dressing like like the strokes, right? Like of the, course. the strokes <laughs> were a big sea change in fashion. Yeah. They got us all the stop wearing bondage pants and jinkos and stuff. <laughs> so we all stopped dressing like Fred Durst and started dressing like Julian Casablanca. Right. And With then the, the uh, which was really a throwback to, to, to Iggy yeah, Pop yeah. And, and stuff like that. It was, the mods. And then, it was all the mod scene. 06, 07, whatever. These guys look like your grandpa. Like I was yeah. like, well, wait, these guys look like they are rich and play shuffleboard. I hate them. Right. And <laughs> in the in the in the like cardigans and yeah. boat shoes and, and khakis. And then you find out, oh, they're actually from money. But then they were yeah. a band again. Back to like you had if you were a music guy or per- I should stop using the the gendered guy. If you were a music person, you inevitably had an opinion. But my whole roundabout we were talking about we got distracted with Vampire Weekend, but it's like, if you walked up to a normal person, yeah. or like if you were to Vampire Weekend, they would have said no, or right. I, they think so. I like that one song, you yeah. know? And it was like, but for me, it was like, a, it was a white, it was a, it was a line in the sand, man. Yes. You were, you were either for them and like, yo, this is cool what they're doing. Or you were like, this is a betrayal of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will say now that, I have to remind myself that I do like Vampire Weekend because I have come to resent <laughs> them. Be- because, because <laughs> I resent Vampire Weekend because our car, uh, when you plug in like the phone or your mm-hmm. iPod or whatever, like to the USB, mm-hmm. it would autoplay songs alphabetically. Mm-hmm. And the first song that plays every it's time. A-punk. A punk because it's a dash. That's the first song that plays, and I'm like, okay, Ugh. car people, if you're listening, 
you can organize your music in many ways, but one way that you cannot organize your music, and no one has ever, ever organized their music, is songs <laughs> alphabetical by song title. The one that plays for us, um, because we don't have that much Apple like music purchased through yeah, iTunes yeah, yeah. Or Apple Music, and that's what the I, phone will default yeah. to when you plug it in. I just add it from my computer. Um, I have bought one song on iTunes my entire life. Oh. One single song. It is G- Superman by Goldfinger. That's <laughs> not a bad. Okay. I thought <laughs> you were going to say that five for fighting Superman. The, oh, the, no, 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 no. I Superman by Goldfinger. No. <laughs> I hate this. Man, I, I forgot this about that song. What a, what a stupid band. It was like on the heels of Ben Folds becoming like, oh, people like pianos and like sensitive guy music. What if we do and that? And tra- also about train. Superman being yeah. depressed. Like, then, yeah, it was so, like, I feel like it was I the natural combination. So the natural combination of train as a whole band and also... <laughs> Uh, Kryptonite by Three Doors oh, Down, which is such a it's such a bad song, but it hit me at the age where I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." No, no and then that, later I'm like, Three Doors Down song." Oh, that's, no. that's a Superman thing. Oh my god! Right? No, yeah. Then later I was like, "Who?" As as I've grown up and come to respect the Superman <laughs> mythos more, I'd be like, "I love Superman." Who? Who does this guy think he is? Yeah. Where does he get the nerve? To add to the canon that is Kal El, the 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 five for fighting song makes what me gives mad him the right? Because I'm like I'm like number one. I hate this song. I hate the guy's voice. I hate the because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were just in a restaurant the other day or a bar or something and it came on and I I have been doing that to uh, Lauren all week. <laughs> I don't even know what the weird car, but uh, I don't know. Um, We've been complaining about this song, but it's it's. I love Superman. I've read a lot of Superman comics, and this idea that the songwriter is like, you know what? I'm going to write a song about what if Superman was depressed about being Superman, and I'm like, get get out! No, no, (laughs) because part of what makes him super is his enduring hope. Yes. You cannot unhope Superman. <laughs> no one wants Superman flying above in the sky and being like, oh, oh, that's kind of lonely it. being like the most powerful uh, <laughs> being in the world with laser eyes and stuff. I mean, even though that scene, is, that scene is in like every single Superman film. I, I love Superman so much. Um, Superman, okay, side plug. Do you remember Superman the... For like all the seasons. You should. Everybody should read that. Ah, uh, yes, yes, four yes. issues, and it made me cry. And I bought it for my dad because uh, it's, really <laughs> it's really good. It's four issues. Do you remember that weird arc in the nineties when he like became all blue and white? Yeah, 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 yeah. What would they call That's him? That's like they call. It was still like Superman, change, didn't he? I don't think so. I just know he no, had an outfit might- that was blue and white. Yeah, it wasn't even an outfit. It was him. Like, he was like blue and white. Skin? 
Yeah, his oh. skin turned like his skin and hair turned completely white. Uh, it was like marked as like it was marketed as like this. Oh, this huge reinvention of Superman. I'm like, was this during the rise of Spawn and edgy comics? And they tried to. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta make Superman um, murder people. You might. So there was also the Spider-Man 2049. That was like the future Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I bought that. that. Was I like it had a, buying that comic yeah, and being kind it of. It had sad a similar aesthetic. <laughs> I liked Spider-Man 2049, but also I was like in fifth grade, so yeah. who knows? I also like so the one where he like changed where he was where Superman was blue and white was like the first comic book I remember buying with my own money. I'm like, ooh yeah! Instead of like mm-hmm. just like getting for free from the bald diamond because like it's mm-hmm. like the Captain America don't do drugs thing. <laughs> it's and it's like it's like all you had. You're like I yeah. know this sucks, but this is all I'm gonna I've read got. it. Because oh you man, know, uh, Bucky, Bucky's <laughs> taking heroin again. <laughs> <laughs> what a what an arc! What an arc for like just a just, what a weird altar to place Bucky on <laughs> to sacrifice him to the altar of Dare. Um, <laughs> what a weird time. The uh, but yeah, to, uh, I want to bring it back around to the. Topic. Yes, please. We got I mean, we, we off. could go and talk about comics all day, which is <laughs> fine because I love comic books. But uh, I'm a lapsed reader. But anyways, uh, why do people stop? I I think I'm really glad you brought up the perspectives you did because I think they're. I I don't believe in simple answers like to yeah. almost anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really am not. Uh, anytime. Uh, there's a speaker, a public speaker, a new book, a new, oh my god, yeah, the, the secret or whatever. The, the secret. The, whatever the hell. And it has simple answers. I'm like, this is BS. Because yeah. there aren't. Like, it, life is complicated. People right. rarely it's intersectional. make choices in this magical vacuum. So I yeah. was coming at it of, yeah, people probably stop listening to music because uh, money, man, and careers. But you're also right of like, Yo, when you hit 25, you're probably out of the collecting who you are right. phase, and you are now in the, uh, I'm an adult and I need like a job phase, and no one cares if I <laughs> am a goth or a punk or a whatever, um, and it takes... Posers. <laughs> they are posers. Uh, it takes intentionality <laughs> to stay up with it, and I've fallen off yeah. with music yeah. at various points where like, there's been times where in the 2010s, where the year it'll hit December and I I always make a list every that was a tradition <laughs> of making my top <clears throat> albums of the year. And I'm like, dude, I was in like three records from this year. Oof. You know? And that then hurts. Like, oh man. And well what did I what did I listen to? And I used last FM to track all that and I'd go and it'd be like, Oh, you listen to <laughs> like Queens of the Stone Age uh, <laughs> for fifty percent of what you listen to this year again. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I try to ride that line where I do allow myself indulgences and to go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you mentioned uh, last episode that there's this Facebook group called the best album of the 2000-2010 decade. Uh, it's in the final yeah, realm. Final it's round. in the final round right now, and I hate it. The other but day they made me vote between Kid A and In Rainbows. What kind of monster? Um, what kind of monster? I didn't struggle with that vote, but... Uh, <laughs> I still is like it's been making me go either. back to listen to all this 2000s music and I've yeah. been doing what I don't 
what I've always resented, which is I'm listening to all this music going, man, they don't make music like this anymore. And I have to acknowledge <laughs> that it's less, it's less that and it's more, hey, this music was important to me at a certain time in yes. my life. Because, uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, even Mad, like, Mad Villeneuve in the um, finals, and that was one of the first, I'm going to use heavy air quotes here, but one of the first, like, intelligent hip-hop or smart hip-hop right. records. Con- conscious hip-hop. Conscious hip-hop. That's um, what they... Which I listen to all hip-hop, and the vast majority of hip-hop I listen to is extremely... Uh, unconscious. <laughs> I listen to a lot of uh, cocaine rap. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, but no, so like he was one of the first where he wasn't just talking about... Uh, he wasn't telling crack stories or, or drug-dealing stories or wasn't talking about these stereotypical topics. He right. was interested in going how how do i approach writing rhymes in an almost like like academic and surgical way and when you listen you right know, but that was one of the first records i remember sitting down with the weird one of the first hip-hop <clears throat> records that i remember sitting down with the lyrics reading through seeing like you know, it was like the uh, the meme of Charlie Day pointing at the the conspiracy theory board, <laughs> the board with all the lines, and I'm just going, "Dude, you guys, he just rhymed this with this." And there's this, yeah, uh, it's not a memory, but there's a line where he's been um, he's been rapping a ton. God, I, I wish I knew the lyrics better, but he 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 has a bunch of bars that end that would rhyme with the word bitches. Uh, which <laughs> derogatory term? Stereotyp- I thought it was about dog breeding. Stereotypical rap verse would eventually lead to that word. And so he's doing a bunch of bars, and it's all. And then he's like, something about he's like, you know what this party needs is more. And it pauses, and he goes, bruise. And he like, and it's so good because it it's so he puts it on his head because it doesn't rhyme. It completely doesn't rhyme. Yeah, he's completely broken. But he's messed with your expectations because you, as a listener, are going, this party needs more bitches. And then you're like, right. and he pauses and he's like, bruised. And then you almost feel like, dude, am I a bad person? Because I just kind <laughs> of like swear there and say a derogatory thing. And yeah. really, the man just wants a little more beer. Um, man. You know, and anyways, <laughs> I'm going off a. Of, yeah. Really, I right. apologize. Right, right, right. But yeah, I've been guilty of that this this uh, past week yeah. or so of just listening to Strokes, Mandalorian, and Radiohead, and stuff right. because it's in the finals, and I'm like trying to revisit those. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah I've been I've been thinking a lot about the question since we since we posed it, and I, honestly I've been thinking about like it because the questions come up a number of times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about it for a while and like looking back at like my own musical journey and like the big pivots, like the keystone moments have been in middle school, mm-hmm. a few in high school. And then like most of college just felt like every week I was discovering something mm-hmm. else that like changed my life. Like the week that I like, I, I, it was probably different weeks, but like I felt like I discovered Cigarose and the Mars Volta at like the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. And then like got into folk music right after that. And it's like, this is this incredible thing. And yeah. thinking like, I don't know if there's anything since then. Like, I certainly I'm keeping up with stuff, but there hasn't been as much. Very little has hit me as strongly as 
those yeah, things that like brought like foundational place. shifts. You're in a different place. Right. And also now, if you hear whatever the new version of the Mars Volta is, you're going to go, that sounds like the Mars Volta. Right. Because what the older generation did when the Mars Volta came out, oh, that sounds like King Crimson. You know, like <laughs> right. in it, or right. the, okay. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, but there becomes a point where you have heard so much as a music consumer that even if you love a new thing intellectually, it's never going to hit you the same emotionally because you have heard so much. Like I really like, uh, the latest strokes record. Um, I think it's phenomenal. There's no way it's going to hit me. Like, is this it? Because is this, it was a sea change. It was, it was a hi. We are here to take new metal away from you. (laughs) Here's some clean <laughs> thank guitars. You. And thank you, crooning. thank you, Julian. Yeah, um, and that's never um, nothing. Didn't the Strokes could legitimately, uh, if right. they could engineer a better record, it still would not have the emotional impact because it it wouldn't be doing that for me. Right. It was a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. Like, because there there were a number of bands that were like starting to get like to bring like old school rock and roll mm-hmm. back, but like that was really the moment that everyone was like, okay, the rock revival is here. When was like, like, what if we what, just plugged guitars into amps and played? Because what if, if you listen to a What if we record, just ripped off Tom Petty? Like, exactly. Oh my God. Like the first time I heard American Girl by Tom Petty, which was after The yeah, Strokes. Right. I was like, this sounds exactly like The Strokes. I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. No, and which I'm, then like. Yeah. No, they Julian Casablanca is like, oh yeah, we just want to write a song that sounded like American Girl, <laughs> which I mean um, they did, right? Uh, right, of course. But yeah, and Tom Petty, Tom to, Petty was like, at least they admitted it. <laughs> if you listen to like Corn, I think was like the biggest band at the era right before um, uh, the Strokes or Power Man Five Thousand. Maybe Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit or Linkin Park. I think both had more. Was Linkin Park? I think Lincoln, radio hit. I don't know if Linkin Park was out yet. They I think they were, or they were. About yeah, to come I out. I definitely heard Linkin Park before the Strokes came but out. If you listen to just, they're using the same instruments. These are yes. all bands with one yeah. to two guitarists, a bassist, yep. a drummer, and some vocals, and they could not sound more different. Right. Uh, even and they are both in the genre of rock, which is a very broad right. umbrella. But like, if you listen to "Last Night" by The Strokes, really put a turn it up. That song goes. It's a fun song. It's a rocking song. It'll make you, yeah, wanted to dance. But th- if you put that up against like Corn, it sounds like it's like comparing you know a, a nice wine with like a can of Jolt. You know, it doesn't even. <laughs> you're. It's like, well, the corn song is going to blow it out of the water by just sheer volume right. and obnoxiousness and whatever. But you know, the, the, the guitar sound could not be. It, corn barely even sounds like guitar at times, whereas the right. stroke sounds like. Yeah, I went into the guitar center. And I you can the guitar off. The you wall can and I hear. It, in and it sounds yeah. like a guitar. You can hear the strum of the individual strings. Yes. Like it's that ragged. Yes. Uh, no, but that that also just reminded me of the episode of Seinfeld where they're going to some dinner party and George says, should we bring a Pepsi? And then they're like, no, we're going to bring a wine. It's like, why wine? Well, of course, it's like, no, no way is wine better than Pepsi. <laughs> like, he's not wrong, like but it's also like he didn't get the memo of adulthood. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, right. we... 
we don't bring two liters of Pepsi anymore. We're in our thirties. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, cause I'm sure that there has been music that has like been big signifying shifts since college, like uh, Sunbather by Deaf Heaven. Sunbather is the last giant um, sort of sea change that comes to yeah. me, and I'm sure I'm missing them. That's the thing is I'm uh, probably, yeah. there's probably those things that if I was to talk to somebody who's 16 or 18, they would be like, yes. dude, this record from 2017, and I'll be like, oh, I heard yeah. it. it was pretty good. And they're like, dude, that changed right. everything. And I'll be like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't no, know. I've, <laughs> you know. I've had other, yeah, I've had records like that, uh, like Alcest and palms and lantlos mm-hmm. and so like that have like ushered in like maybe micro revelations uh isis was another one of those i'm like but even oh those this are is contained incredible. to you but it's it's contained you're right it's and it's not like a like a cultural yeah. shift like yeah. the strokes was um but it's still like i've had those those i've had a few of those moments but really it's like most of who i am most of like my tastes mm-hmm. even are like pretty shifted like if i were to think of like the the most like the 50 most important records in my life most of them would be from 20 years ago same yeah and like, that's hard to admit because i want to intellectually be right like, right i am mature and i right. i can have a new record come out right now that will change my life but yeah like yeah thursday nothing is nothing is ever gonna happen there's never gonna be a moment again where i walk into desirable discs in uh, <laughs> Westland and there's a cute girl behind the counter wearing a Thursday jacket and yeah. she's like hey you should check out the Thursday record and I was like really what is it and she's like it's like emo and hardcore but together and I was like what and I bought it sight unseen and I walked up to my car and I unwrapped it and I put that in and there's this creepy yeah. intro track and then understanding the car crash. I'm never going to have that moment again. Oh, no, 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 no. Even if there is the equivalent because at that point I had a baby brain <laughs> and now you right, know, right, I've, right. I've inhaled a ton of music and so I might still be impressed by something intellectual but I'll never have that emotional moment yeah. where it's like an explosion inside me going, I didn't know you could do this. Right. It's <laughs> like, I, I feel that way about like, Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. Like mm-hmm. I'm never gonna hear another record that like blows my mind that way, because I don't. People have been trying to sound more out there than that record, mm-hmm. and they have failed. <laughs> like in even even My Bloody Valentine themselves tried to make another record to follow it up that mostly just yeah. sounded like Loveless again, MBV, which was MBV is okay. a great record. It's okay. I love it. I really love it. I keep um, putting it on and just going, you're not loveless, <laughs> which is unfair, but yeah, know. it's, I love, I loved that album. Uh, I think it translates a lot more live because especially live, they I'm play a lot more stuff off the EPs. You have to wear, like, uh, special ear protection. I mean, just regular earplugs is fine. I did take I did take them out for like mm-hmm. an second, and I was like, I think I may have had an absence seizure right there. Like that was the most. I that also was one of the most disorienting mo- shows of my life. Where like, because they have like a full sound is like the sound is physical. Like when it gets yes, that loud, it's it is like a physical force. You. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I don't like so that feeling. The, <laughs> I I ran into a friend there. I, I ran. Uh, I, I, I met up with a friend, and oh my god! What was so funny though was there is some guy outside the show 
selling my bloody Valentine t-shirts, but it was like the movie poster. <laughs> oh, oh, like the, the like the, 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 the remake. Old, like, was set, it the original? The ho- no, it was the original okay. horror movie. Because there's a remake it was of that. So uh, funny, right? Movie right. Too. Wow. Right, but God, you know it was so funny. Uh... Right. I, I said that to him. I was like, you know that's not the movie, right? Like, We're not all here to um, watch a film. <laughs> right. But so I I met up with a friend there and like they had to leave. Because there's yeah. In their set. Because yeah. it was so That's why I've never that's but, what I never gotten. Because anytime uh, I love I'd love I love that. loud music mixed well. Yeah. And I cannot right. stress the mixed well part. I really hate going to concerts where loudness is the priority and uh, yeah, the system quite can't handle it. But like, yeah, the loudest but At- best sounding concert I ever went to was Queens of the Stone Age a few years ago. They played um, Bill Graham here, and I didn't bring uh, ear protection because I generally don't like, and I should. Yeah, and I have I've had many times as a teenager woken up after concerts and had my ears ringing, and I wonder how much of that was just because yeah. I was young, whatever. This was like a couple years ago, and I my ears were kind of like muffled for two days, and I was like, I oh, yeah, should yeah, yeah. have worn ear protection at the Queen to the Stone Age show, yep. but also yep. it sounded crystal clear because right. they have the system. That's why you get some some uh, some eargasms. Yeah, ear This podcast is sponsored by eargasms. Have you? No, <laughs> eargasms sponsor That's us. How we get uh, the, no, so uh, honestly, the parental. I don't know what they call it. On it. There the we go. Explicit label. <laughs> the explicit tag. Yeah. Uh, so, so my bloody Valentine though, like when seeing them live, like you listen to Loveless and you're like, wow, this sounds like super disorienting. Mm-hmm. Just take that, the exact same ratios of the mix, and just turn it way, 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 way up. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is why Loveless sounds the way it does. I because and also like Colm is playing louder than any drummer I've ever heard actually he's one of the most aggressive drummers I've ever heard but it's all buried under the 50 guitar amps that are on stage but they have like a huge like vision like projected thing behind Mm -hmm. them and there is one song they play I don't remember the title of it it's like an EP song Mm -hmm. but there is a spot where they just hold a chord for Eight minutes, ten minutes, like it's. Is that when everybody goes to the bathroom? No, it's so. <laughs> so Kevin like, oh, Shields, I I read the I read the thirty three and a third book on it, and Kevin Shields has said in interviews that like on, on the EP he never, that the song is on. No, no, no. So the the no, it's on Loveless, okay. but it was talking about the live experience because uh-huh. they do it every show. Mm-hmm. Um, he never, they never know how long they're gonna hold the note. Okay. When they get there, there is a moment where, like, he says, like, the you watch the crowd go through, like, the stages of grief or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, they start out and they're, like, kind of into it. And then they're, like, getting impatient and getting annoyed. And then they're, like, almost get angry or hurt. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's a point where, like, it just tr- crosses into bliss. And you can see it on everyone's face. And I... I got to that point while I was there and I'm watching like this, like psychedelic projection they have and this chord is going forever. And I left my body for a moment 
<laughs> I could never and, be in a band like uh, that because I would just be- get annoyed. Oh, big guys, come on! Yeah, it's because <laughs> Kevin Shields is insane. Himself. Yeah, he's a special but, man. Uh, but like, I'm again, like, I'm never going to hear an album again that so- that is going to do what that album did to me. Well, and flip side is but, I always heard so much about that record, and I didn't listen to it until 2011. And by the time I heard yeah. it, I was like, oh, I get it. This but is, it was a, oh, this is what everyone's ripping off. But it was more intellectual. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. I get it. I wish I could understand yeah. them a little better. Huh, I'm probably not smart <laughs> enough to get this. But then a flip side is people say stuff like that all the time about Kid A, and I'm like, Right. Dude, what are you talking about? Like, right. this? Like, it's kind of boring. The lyrics are dumb, yeah. and like, whatever. I'm like, shut right. up. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I woke up sucking on a lemon. It was deep. Okay. okay. Cool. Shut up. So deep. Uh, but no, like, if I like my my top five bands that I have like quantified. That's the only like thing I've quantified is as far as five. But it's me without you, thrice Radiohead, Cigarettes. And I recently downgraded Fugazi in favor of Alcest. And like Alcest is the first band in there that I didn't hear for the first time 20 years ago. Yeah. Or 15 years yeah. ago. You know, so it's like Cigarettes I heard in college, like Me That You I heard in high school, Thrice I heard in 10th grade. Can I say contribution you know? opinion? That, oh, what's it going to be? Are we going to quit the podcast? That record is so damn overrated. And I can say that as somebody who has listened to that record a lot. It's so overrated. I just bought my second vinyl copy. It's... And I will disagree with you. I put it on the other day because people were freaking out about it in that uh, Battle of the Bands thing. Or Best Record yeah. of the Decade. And I was like, okay. I listened to this record a lot at the formative years that it was big. And I will still always say their first uh, the one with the alien baby on it's my yeah. favorite of theirs. I think much superior and I put it on and it was like four minutes before he even starts singing. And I was just like, it's like, I don't have the patience for this record anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of grace for a record that demands that you meet it on its own terms. It it totally does. I, I respect that a lot. And so to that, to that, I will caveat, I, I will segue into Matrix Resurrections <laughs> that has just come out. I I have consumed enough Wachowski's media outside of the Matrix trilogy to be like, I understand their penchant for self-indulgence. I understand that they have a lot of ideas that they don't really pull off super well. I am going to let this movie be as dumb and pretentious as it wants to be and i super enjoyed it i mean you you and have it was, to approach it, was, it that way or else you're if yeah, you're yeah, like I, I, coming into it going all right let's is this see, gonna top the first one is this gonna be the new citizen kane um yeah is this gonna top the first matrix is what everybody asked about every other matrix movie and of course it can't because nothing did, can uh, so I, i'm gonna share before but i'm in a movie club that we call cinema club and we spell it t-s- I E N M A. Yeah, I think I did that right. Uh, like a tsunami? Yes. Like we spell it in the most pretentious okay. way possible. Uh, my Not like the Arizona friend, senator? Uh, my friend. <laughs> Cinema Club. That one, but uh, I started it <clears throat> originally with the idea in mind of watching like art films and 
hard to yeah you know we're not probably going to be talking about Avengers or something eraser head yeah exactly that kind of thing uh, and it's grown and it's a tight group of uh, it's luckily like my best friends we all have kept it going throughout COVID and yeah it's been wonderful but it's just totally gone everywhere we've watched everything and we've watched everything <laughs> and so uh, my dear friend uh, Tiff loves the film Jupiter Ascending <laughs> that movie put it on is the list uh, she did a Wachowski <laughs> week, uh, Wachowski's that aren't Wachowski films that aren't The Matrix and I'm right. a Cloud Atlas defender I Cloud Atlas is I good enjoyed I enjoyed Atlas. Cloud Atlas a fair amount uh, there's three films I don't remember there but Jupiter Ascending one Speed Racer like, yeah Speed Racer is one and yeah. uh, so we <laughs> We tried, man. Like, we sit down to watch it, and there was four of us, because me and this other couple in the group were like, we knew. We were like, this is going to be hard for us, because we watched the trailer, and I was like, this looks bad. Yeah. I... Dude, that was genuinely maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I, I, have, I it ended <laughs> and I posted in our chat. I was like, I think I'm done with movies like forever now. I think <laughs> this has ruined the yeah, medium I, for me. I watched Jupiter Ascending. I don't remember if I listened to the episode of How Did This Get Made first. Oh, there's an episode on it. Yes. Oh, absolutely, it's there is. <laughs> Whatever. I don't um, want to derail but, the podcast more than we have. It's just right, a bizarre right. movie. But man. so I, I watched it on Not a flight. Good. And I was that's like, all right, if I'm on a flight. It. Right. Because that's what they said. They're like, all right, if you're on a plane and it's playing, pay attention to it. But uh, <laughs> it's there are a million ideas and they finish three the bees, of them. Maybe. The bees recognize royalty. That's how they. You know. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. I just remember that Channing Tatum was a werewolf. Oh, is a that right? Werewolf alien guy. Like he's so yes. many things. At he's once. an alien who is I'm just a. It's, it's an alien species who are werewolves. I joked that I said I think the film was written by like a seven year old boy and who had his like six year old <laughs> little sister nearby, and he was like, "What if a dude had rollerblades?" But oh my god, I forgot he had rollerblades. But, you know, not actually rollerblades, <laughs> like hover rollerblades, and you skate around. He has yeah. a cool gun, and he's super uh, ripped and cool. And also, he's <laughs> part wolf and an alien. And then the little sister chimes in and goes, "What if the girl is a princess? Okay, fine, the princess, and they're fine." That's how in my head canon this yeah. film was made. Yes, that's basically um, that's probably how it did. Uh, did you watch Sensei? Nope. Okay, uh, we watched, my wife and I watched Sensei, and that's just one of which those is things a, where I'm like, if I watch it, I'm going to have a negative opinion. I know I will. And then I will have right, to tell people who right. like it, hey, sorry, I don't like the thing you <laughs> like. And then, so I just, like, if I think I'm not going to like something, like, I, I don't watch sure. it. Sure. Because then I have yeah. to Sense, tell people I don't like it. Yeah. Sensei, it's probably like a seven and a half, eight. Is that a Wachowski thing? It's, yeah, oh. it's a, it's a series. They had Netflix series. I know it's Netflix series. I just didn't know they had any. Yeah, no, it's it's the Wachowskis, uh, and the, so they did two seasons in a movie. It's it's got some really interesting ideas. Like, not all of it is pulled off great. Sounds like them. Um, spoil. I mean, so content warning: if you do watch it, every season and the movie all have orgy montages. Hot. So, yeah, um, <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta. But we're aware. Um, 
Wait, so now I, can we, we, we do... will segue that into our weekly picks because well, I will before... clear up that Sensate is not my weekly pick. What uh, what can people do? Quick tips oh, if they want sure. Quick get tips back to reengage. Music, they're in their uh, whatever age they are, but if they're yeah. in a part of their life where music is not a part of their thing, do you have any tips um, other than like building a listening room? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and making it an honestly, habit. yeah, honestly. So like, I I feel like a lot of the Spotify playlists mm-hmm. have been like the curated playlists. Some of them are hot garbage, um, but there's a lot they of have, like, like staff good that do those. Playlists. Yeah, that like yeah. curate these things. Like I have discovered a number of great bands by like either looking at like the more like playlists for those bands mm-hmm. or like even list going through like the fans also like sort of thing. Cause it's not like, I feel like uh, music recommendations is always like an inexact science, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like um, Pandora will have like the, Oh, you like this song that has whatever. So you'll like Coldplay. And it's like, no Pandora, stop trying to make me listen to Coldplay. Yeah. All roads lead to Coldplay yeah. on Pandora. Um, Seriously, my wife has Pandora playing in her shop, and I feel like every station she makes, like whether it's like the spoon station or the modest Pandora, and not just the radio function on Spotify, because I listen to Spotify while I work, and it would pause. Oh, if you're both using, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I, yeah, because so Pandora is like still a company; they still exist. They bought Aria, they still do it, and it's it's fine. Oakland, and I'm always like. You guys are a feature. How it's my wife. My wife. Or, my wife is business. keeping them. Like, it's my wife. Spotify and Apple Music. Eight and my wife's lunch. business. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's got to be um, businesses that are like, yeah, uh, just doing the doing the playlists. Right. But so, um, but yeah, like the Modest Mouse Station, the Moby Station, the Gorilla Station, all of them have had. Eventually, you get a cold play. Coldplay is ended up on all of them. Um, but so, but like, so, cause I mean, wasn't, wasn't the guy who did Pandora, right? Wasn't the guy who did, uh, Pandora, wasn't he like on the human genome project or something like that? It was like some really heady thing. It was like this incredibly ambitious project Pandora was. And, now like Spotify has kind of topped it with just like the people who listen to this, <laughs> a ton of people who listen to this also listen to this. So you'll probably yeah. like that, but they also have like these staff curated playlists that are like, so if you like, if you liked early 2000s emo, mm-hmm. you'll find like that. This is Midwest emo. I listen to the Midwest emo then, playlist all the time just for nostalgia. And reasons, Cause I'm like, and there's a yeah, and there's think, stuff that you miss yeah, on like, there I don't too. Want to think about it. And there's a lot of singles yeah. by bands. I like there was like Jester Brazil tracks, and I was not oh, a big yeah. Jester Brazil fan. Uh, but great. then a song come out, I'll be like, oh man, I love this song. You know, whereas that's not going to be one I pick. But anyways, so so you right. recommend here's uh, yeah, Spotify. hop on Spotify, and there are probably some YouTube playlists that do similar things, like something like just let it play and like find something to do. I will also point out at this point, since you mentioned uh, just to Brazil, how interesting it is that both the guy from Jawbox and the guy from Jawbreaker both went on to start new bands that were both airline themed. (laughs) 
<laughs> because you have Jess to Brazil from uh, the guy from Jawbreaker, and then Jay Robbins from Jawbox started burning airlines. I didn't know that. I didn't like, know about the second. Why one. can't you guys? Why can't you guys like get out of the same band name um, pool? Like you're just like drawing from the same hat every time. <laughs> if I can throw my so my opinion on how to get into music is is going to be a little. Uh, I guess different angle, which I would say YouTube, but specifically YouTube um, reviewers. There's we mentioned him before, oh, sure. the obvious, very famous Anthony Fantano. Watching him review a record, and he's good at it. I mean, he's famous for it. Otherwise, he, he wouldn't be famous. But also, like uh, there was this, there's this uh, uh, Christian self helpy book ages ago that was radically popular, and I read it. Uh, is, it, is it the prayer of Jabez? No. Uh, Blue Light Jazz. <laughs> okay. A book called Blue Light Jazz. Oh, I yeah. made a film on it. And it's like the guy's yeah. views. It's actually were not very bad. <laughs> progressive and liberal by, yeah. by evangelical yeah. standards. And of all the stuff in the book, the only thing that really stuck with me was the beginning, which I think holds true. He talks about, there's some quote in the very first page of the book that says uh, something about like, he didn't understand jazz, he didn't get it. And then one day he saw a street performer playing uh, jazz on a saxophone and just losing yeah. himself in the yeah. music. And it wasn't until he saw someone else love it that he could right. love it. And right, there's probably a million better maybe quotes. I don't think the idea is he's the originator of it. But there's something about watching someone else love something or really explain why they love something. Um, right. You know, I, I I do this all the time with my friends who are not as vocal about music as me, and I'm like, what like, What are you into? And they'll, oh, okay, this, you know, and I, I wasn't, I'm like, I want to, I want to know, I want, I yeah. want to, like, I want you to lead me to the music because I want to see it kind of through, through your eyes. And right. Maybe why it hits you. Um, yeah. And so... There's those uh, two young brothers. They're like, I think, 20 and 22 or something. Oh, yeah, and they have yeah, this yeah, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's exploded. It's great. And it's just fun. It's incredible. Like, you can't. Yeah. Like, it's them like, discovering. Um, the, Phil Collins yeah. is my <laughs> the favorite Phil one. Phil Collins one really blew up. I think it's how. It's excellent. Uh, when that drum fill yeah. comes in and they're like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so refreshing. <laughs> so I would say everything yeah. from my advice would be get on YouTube, maybe watch some album review. Watch an album review for an album you like that you already know. Yeah. Maybe start you might disagree with the reviewer, but then also watch the videos of people discovering music like there's another yeah. one of a dude, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he's driving. I don't know why these reacts videos are so addicting, but they are. Cause it's just fun <laughs> to see people love something. And right. this dude is like, I've never listened to Rage Against the Machine. Everybody tells me I should listen to Rage Against the yes. Machine. Okay, here we go. Yes. Putting on killing in the name the, of, there is, and he's like driving yep. around listening to killing. And by the end of the song, he's <laughs> yeah. like, how have I never heard this? You know? Right. No, uh, there, yeah. there's like an entire genre of, almost specifically black people listening to killing in the name of for the first time because <laughs> it's it is was, it's so, and it's so also like so uh anti right and this is something that it's like yeah and it's something that like has been it's it's definitely 
part of the topic du jour, mm-hmm. but it's also like it's not news to the black community. Totally. That like that's not news to the black community, but like that a song and I I had the the th- the thought strike me again that that song came out in 1991. Yeah, I mean it's their Rage some, Against the Machine's debut was 91. I mean, Same year as Nevermind. It's unreal. Same year as Loveless. It's unreal that that even got airplay. And again, I think it harkens oh my back God. to people don't listen to lyrics. And because uh, also nobody was paying attention to that point. Yeah, but I mean, the song is about police had Rodney and King, racism. And yeah, Rodney King had, hadn't even happened yet when that song came hadn't out. Hadn't happened yet, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that there's a video of a guy listening to that song and reacting oh, to it man. and just being like, seeing his face explode, seeing him hear the lyrics yeah. and really listen to it and yeah. going, holy crap, yeah. dude, like, why yeah. didn't anybody tell me about this before? Yes. And say yeah. whatever you, you, you don't even have to, like, rage uh, against the machine. It's just, I love seeing people love things. Yes. So that would be my, I, that's and my I will, yes, I will say that that got me to appreciate rage in a new way. I mm-hmm. never really, I, I, I missed them when they were big, mm-hmm. you know, like, so like when the first Matrix came out and Wake Up plays in the end credits. Oh, yeah. And spoiler alert for new Matrix, uh, a cover of Wake mm-hmm. Up plays it's it's the girl who is it was it brass whatever the girl who who peed on the dude's face um that band <laughs> covered uh, wake up i, I did um, see that internet video and i yeah i was like why did what it was the like arrested development i don't know what i expected like, <laughs> i don't know what i was expecting just don't open dead <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> don't know what I expected. It's so good. But no, right. I was like, I, that's that exactly, that exactly. Was like, oh man, this chick pees on this guy. I was like, what? And I clicked it and I was like, okay. Or I knew what I was getting <laughs> like, into. Why did I <laughs> click this? Okay, here we go. Right. Um, but so like the first time I heard that, I was like, it starts off in like this cool moody groove and like, ooh, this is, with like that like guitar like wailing. I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then like, Zach De La Rocha starts rapping and this is like 99. So I'm like firmly in like the pop punk thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I was, I definitely had the bit of like the tribalism where like, I like this. So I can't like this mm-hmm. over here. So like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Once, once he started in with his rap crap, like I like, I turned up, but like before that, the song's really great. But then now I'm like, Oh no, this is like really, this is super solid. I've, so I actually have been meaning to, I've been to buy the, the first Rage album. I've, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I've definitely put my foot down harder than I should have at times, but I have been lucky yeah. and that I've kind of always consumed everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've been around, like I was always scared that I would get found out. You know, I would be around <laughs> my techno friends and I oh, would man, be like, these, man, are they gonna discover? Are they gonna find out that I like? I mostly like listen metal? to hardcore and emo, and yeah. then I'll be around my like hip hop friends and can hang with them and talk. But then, yeah, are they gonna yeah. find out that I mostly listen to emo and metal or hardcore in high right. schoolies? Um, right. And then, yeah, the, but then you know you get around your friends that are into, and they're still it's still pervasive of the rap isn't music which again we as a culture i think are past that. like look at the freaking charts yeah. like rap yeah. dominates but we've seen it in that even will that smith is that we, that we talk <laughs> uh the best album of the decade group you know matt right. villain he's in the finals and there's still people 
God. He's like commenting on the being like, whatever, Mad Lib just sampled other people's music and the dude just talking. And you're just like, you know, luckily it's getting shut down. Like people are shutting those people down and it's, it's been a fair right. competition. But seeing that in 2022 and being like, there's still people who are you still oh my God. here? Yeah. But in the 90s in, in white. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I will say again. <laughs> Being like, I like. I will Ludacris say was again. Kind of a, I didn't yeah. tell everybody I listened to Ludacris. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I'll say again. Like my local top forty station had on their billboards today's best music without the rap. Yeah, yeah that like was, it was a thing. With none but, of the rap was a big yeah. refrain. Detroit yeah. had one. You know, today's hits without the rap. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but. So I, I'll also I'll also come back to my uh, my initial instinct when you ask like what people should do if they want to like reengage with mm-hmm, with music. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask talk to me. <laughs> I will. I I love I love like getting people. Your, at one point, how can they do that? Twitter. Just you don't really just, use Twitter yeah. though. Yeah. I'll, I get notified about it though. Face, you know, I'll get I'll get a notification. Guy. I. I just mostly don't understand how to like navigate Twitter is what the thing uh, is. Twitter's, I Twitter's like, my number one. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. It's a drug. And then, um, or you can like comment on like the detuned radio Instagram. Yeah. That's the oh, one yeah. that I get. I haven't logged into the Twitter yet. I should like, <laughs> I think <laughs> I haven't logged into that. Well, I guess every week when I go to post, I go to Twitter and I do my Facebook and I forget, like I'm done. Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Well, it's cause that's my job. And that's my job. Is the I'll Instagram. look at Instagram a day or two later. Cause I'm not a daily Instagram. Yeah. Looker. yeah, yeah. And it'll be like D2 Brady. I was like, Oh, thanks. Now I'm so glad you remembered <laughs> that this thing exists. Yep. Yeah. Um, but no, so like I actually, at one point when I, when I got laid off from my teaching job mm-hmm. and like was trying to figure out, I took a, I had some severance. So I took some, I took some time to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Cause I like was accidentally working in a school. It was mm-hmm. not a goal. Um, but I was like, oh man, I wonder if I could do like a mixtape subscription service. Like you tell me the bands that you like. And then every month I will make a mixtape and mail it to you. And you're talking about physical tape, like old school. Yes. Physical tapes. It's just a lot of people wouldn't have, it's such a cool idea. No, the first, the first month would come with a Walkman. I would like send you a player the first month. How did it? There'd be a surcharge that first. Oh no, I never did. I got, I got scared (laughs) off by, I got scared off by copyright law. Oh, Cause I just didn't know I, I'd probably do it now. Like it'd be underground enough to like, who's going to track me down, um, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, so we should segue segue Ba-da-ba. speaking of recommendations. Sure. I'll go for, I'll, I'll go for, I'll be obnoxious. Uh, mine's I'm so boring. And that's going to come through with some band. No one's ever heard of. You can find them on Bandcamp. No, they're on Spotify. That's what's gonna happen. I'm I'm no scoping. <laughs> I'm no scoping your your recommendation right now. Mine's the Strokes. The Strokes. The new abnormal. There you go. The 2020 record. Was it 2020? 2019. The new abnormal. Who knows? The last few years have been. I've been listening to it again like crazy. Uh, I love it. I think it is their second best record. Um, and it might it might be better than is this it but you know again Ooh. nothing nothing will Ooh. ever really top that because it's such a thing uh julian's a hell of a lot better singer uh that's Albert not a high Hammond bar jr is doing a lot less drugs and a much cleaner player um <laughs> there you go. they uh 
they discovered some 80s synths and they used them tastefully. Um, so yeah, man, like if you, if you're like, I don't get the strokes, it's just kind of boring, uh, music, which is something that is often leveled at them when people, I don't know, it's boring. They're boring. They're just vanilla music. Uh, the, the new abnormal from, I think 2020 or 2019, it's great. Uh, pretty much all the way through. Nice. Endless Summer is not my favorite jam, but uh, it's good. Yeah, the opening track is killer. Making bad, uh, bad the song "Bad Decisions" is also killer, and that's the yeah one they borrow heavily from the order um, influence. Ooh. I mean, the guitar I like that. is. You just have to straight. listen to our theme song to know that I <laughs> I like that. It's so good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I worked hard on it. Um, oh, you mean the Strokes album, not the. <laughs> I wait. I want the listeners to know. The first time I heard the music, I was like, "Wait, you just like did this like real quick?" Because again, your 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 muscles aren't atrophied like mine, and so right, well, right, you're right. very talented. But also, you were like, "Oh, I play music every day." Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm and, I was like, was, and I was like, and I was like, dude, that would have taken me like two weeks to do. Because again, I would have to yeah. like warm up. You know, yeah. set up the I software. Was like, <laughs> I sat down and was like, I want to rip off. I want to rip off New Order for this. <laughs> let me let me think about this real song. quick. Uh, it's it's fun. I it makes me happy every I time edit, I edit it. Not edit when yeah. I write the show notes. I <laughs> whenever don't I skip it, I listen to it every yeah. time. When I drag it into the when I drag it into the file when I edit, I'm like, ah, this is. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so. So yeah, oh, what's your, also, what's your I, I was gonna say. So I back to the strokes. I was gonna say I I had them. I put on as the sit on uh, my when I we had new people over for New Year's Eve, and that is also like the only Strokes record I've spent a significant amount of time. Oh, with. okay. I'm like I've listened to a little bit of Room on Fire. Is that the second Room one? Right? Room on Fire, second one. It is almost I, equally good. But right, again, I, it was like they had already I, arrived, so they kind of just did that right, thing again. Right, and right. So it's not as so big. I've listened to that one a little bit. I don't know if I've ever listened to it the whole way through, actually. Do you, but do you have the I, the vinyl with the the the, the lady butt, or do you have I don't the, have the one with the lady. I have the like U.S. reissue. The cover that they wanted, but the American that was the cover they wanted, no. but right. And then so, also in the U.K., they got one of my favorite songs on it, New, New York, York City, City Cops, Cops, which I right. think it's a damn shame it's not on there. But it came out right because they 9- took it off because of nine eleven happened, and they Same. said it's the bleed American we like effect. Cops, right now you can't put this <laughs> Actually, on here. So they right. they have a censored right. or not a censored, just a completely different. It's a different song. American album. I forget what the other. What's the other version? Song. What's I, the other song? I thought they just knocked there? the song off. I thought uh-uh, they it's a different. Chop. It's a different song. Oh, I th- I didn't know it was yeah. a one to one replacement. I thought it was just yeah. The U.S. version has one less track on it. No, uh, it's it's a it's a they traded out a song, but I so I have the edition that is the it's the U.S. cover, but it's it has New York City cops on it. It oh. was like it was a reissue from twenty eleven or something like that. Um, it's one but, you can safely display on a shelf. Yes, <laughs> I <laughs> I do I do consider that a lot because I am posting my albums. Mm-hmm. I'm often displaying them on my nine by my three by three mm-hmm. record wall and also uh, my uh, my blog. And so I also have the uh, the edited U.S. cover version of Country Life by Roxy Music. <laughs> I don't have the I have no idea what that even is. Oh, that's the you've probably seen the cover with like the two models in the woods. 
just staring at the camera. No. It's like two topless models. And I'll send, uh, if I send it, if you look it up. Google, well, I'm on my uh, work your computer. Because <laughs> my work computer <laughs> is like, Incognito my work mode. laptop is really powerful yeah. and better than my personal one. And sure. then we record right after I get off work. So I always just like record. Right. Off, right. But uh, so strokes is this it? I was listening to it and remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, we all thought that this was a drum machine when it came out. Oh, yeah. The, so everybody thought it was a drum machine because it was so, so tight. Rolling Stones ish. Yeah. Um, and he's but he's such a tight drummer. What's this hard to explain is a drum machine, though. Is it? The, but the, I'm not sure. The part of it is like he comes in with real drums, but they do have. Right. The, OK. The little every, everybody thought even like is this it? People thought it was a drum machine. I, I know I remember that because people were just yeah. like, oh, he's and it because again you were coming off it's, of Wimp Biscuit yeah. who was just busy, 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 busy. We're gonna right. we have you know these guys were competing with Neil Peart in terms of how much crap they had on their <laughs> kits, and so seeing a guy with a snare tom and snare tom and floor like and super bass, tight, and super tight mic'd, yeah, super yeah. crisp recording of it, but yeah, um, but that's all I wanted to say with the Strokes, but. Um, my recommendation is a band called Harbor Lights. See, I knew I wasn't uh, they have an album, huh? I knew I wasn't going to know who this is. I knew you're going to come through with something <laughs> special. All right, yeah, so Nats. they had an album. Harbor Light. Is it one word or two words? Harbor Lights. Uh, it is one, but they have an album called Illumination Ritual that came out a couple years ago, and they haven't been able they like had all their tour cycle Mm. cut off for it from the pandemic and so they are having a crazy sale on their instagram right now they are selling the lp for ten dollars which is a great deal for a great record can you buy stuff on harbor lights band you can yeah you can like you just message them and they'll like give you like Mm. paypal information and stuff i was messaging them earlier today to make sure they had Records. Oh, still. I was chatting uh, before I told everyone to buy them earlier as well. I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, can I um, name drop you on here? There you go. But so this is like, uh, all right, take, take like if, if Appleseed, it's like the, it's like the, the equal space between Appleseed cast and Russian circles. Okay. <laughs> you said, was just like, <laughs> you said space between twice on this podcast now, and my brain goes, the space between man. I'm sorry. There's I'm another sorry. band, Alkaline Trio, and also <laughs> Dave Matthews. We're like, this is what you want to shape yourself around. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. no. So Harbor Lights Illumination Ritual. I, oh man, I I was emailed <laughs> like the hey, this mm-hmm. album's coming out by the label. I'm like on whatever label they're on's. mailing list and I got that email Mm -hmm. and I checked it out on a whim and I was like this is incredible and I have been obsessing over this record for a couple of years now but so now everybody should H-A-R-B-O-R-L-I-G-H-T-S perfect Okay. Harbor Lights Illumination Ritual sometimes it's L-I-T right well and you you grew up sort of close to Canada so (laughs) Harbor (laughs) Uh, yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if there's a secret U in there. Also, right, um, right, right, right. You know, so Se- okay. secret so U, would, secret U would be a really good band name. That would be a good band name. Secret U. That would be a good band name. All secret right, U. like like you, like me and you. Secret U. 
Yeah, that's I a like good that. band name. That's gonna be my next band. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you'll get uh, on that. Sorry. In, okay, I I'm gonna listen to this because yes, it sounds it is. like uh, it's it's good. Alley. It's good. I mean, uh, it's like half to half the Lantlos, yeah. Ooh, uh, which was good. your recommendation from our year yeah. end list, which is a, a uh, what is it? Wild hund. Wild hund. Field um, hund. Uh, but good. yeah, I'm like, oh, because you're re- again, you're 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 closer to the real stuff. I'm I got I'm, my finger on the pulse. Yeah, I was in a very yeah, you, but you do. And whereas <laughs> I'm listening to like gorillas and the strokes and like very mainstreamy yeah 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 um <laughs> stuff and so i always appreciate uh when you do introduce me to yeah in in like i had been listening to, uh, to alsace i definitely listening to them but through our friendship and conversation yes. i've yes. listened to them more again like i've gone back yeah. and gone oh, okay let me revisit the ones i didn't listen to as much yeah so yeah, Lantlos is great, but Harbor Lice is really, really good. I think you'd, you'd probably be into it. It's All like right. half the tracks are instrumental, um, which is, I'm I'm totally with. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just a great record. It's a great record. Um, but yeah. And go, buy, go buy their stuff because they're selling all their stuff for real cheap on their Instagram page. Yeah, kind of on the topic of today's show of why do so many people stop listening to music or whatever we talked about the financial support aspect yes uh financially so, support yeah, these I, bands i'm not a vinyl guy uh but i definitely support bands financially too much uh, sometimes through <laughs> concerts and yeah. merch um because i want to see that thing thrive man i don't yeah. want to i don't want to live in a world where it's only the adels uh that get to tour uh, you know, I want a Delta tour no. and I want, uh, I want Harbor lights to tour, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. All right. Listen to music. People, go. Even yeah. if you're old, even if you're old, especially if you're old. <laughs> there you go. All right. The end. Thank you for listening to D2's Radio. This podcast is hosted and produced by Jesse Atkinson and Matt Fitzgerald, who apologize for their rambling, but they also won't adjust their behavior, so their apology should be taken with a grain of salt. If, for whatever reason, you want more, you can follow at D2's Radio Pod on all socials and visit D2's Someone, please... Sponsor us.